Hello, and welcome to Sex, Drinks, and Video Games, the podcast. As the title suggests, we are a podcast about those exact things we talk about. Sex things such as, um, I don't know, anything currently kind of available, I guess, most most talked about things, drinks, uh, mostly adult beverages, alcohol and things of those nature, and uh, a lot of uh, hobby things like video games that we both really thoroughly enjoy doing on our uh, time off. My name is Lucia Delia, and I'm joined here by mo- my most amazing co-host, Ryan Lance. That's me. Hello. I'm me. You are you. I love me. Oh. Me so good. You you are very good. Me so honey. What? What? I shouldn't do Oh, that. no. I can't do racial stereotypes. No, we can't. No. Not, not in this day and age. <laughs> it is 2020. That is not accepted. That, that, that term is no longer acceptable. No, 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 no. I've already broken like 15 rules of 2020. Well, are there really any rules in 2020? I mean, this year is absolutely bonkers. Unknown. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's a. It's a. It's a wild, wild world. It's a free for all, isn't it? A little bit. It's just. It's just bananas. Everyone's yeah. just doing whatever the hell they want and saying, yeah. And that's why we're making a podcast. Exactly. We're like, there are no more rules. There are no more rules, so we're just doing whatever the hell we want. Right. So, sex, drinks, video games, and, and those are the, clearly the most important things. Priorities, right? Those are really only things I care about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Besides, besides occasionally breathing, which you can barely do. Anyway, mm, right? Deviated septum? No, I don't, I don't know. It could be COVID. Allergies. It might be COVID. Allergies. I think I have allergies to COVID. Al- are you allergic to COVID? I think I am. Oh, no. I think a lot of people are. I. Um, <laughs> oh, right. okay. That's a good start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find this podcast on rclvoice.com, and you can also find it on other podcast services because we're all fucking cool when we get on all those all those goodies yeah we're with the cool kids this um just so we can kind of cover a little bit more um this podcast is going to be to start right now is going to be once a month Mm -hmm. and we're going to aim for the middle of the month so it won't be an exact date but it will be a friday right yeah so yeah just for 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 the audience to know that this is we're going to start as a monthly thing if we can grow the audience and grow you know, general popularity, I think that we'll probably look at uh, trying to do this more often. But for right now, schedules permitting, we're doing it once a month. Right. Yeah. Schedules have been a little bit crazy right now and just got some news that work is just about to ramp up. So that's all well and fun. Yeah. Well, at least you're, at least it is ramping up opposed As to. This is very true. Mm-hmm. I, things could be much worse and I do count my blessings that I do still have a job and I have a job that is quite busy. Right. So, yeah. And maybe the audience is curious what I do for a job. If you'd like to tell them, it's completely up to you. Well, I work in the alcohol industry. I work for a uh, local San Diego County brewery. Mm. That is what I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Been doing that for, uh, gosh, how many years now? About almost, almost 10 years. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. So alcohol is always important especially in times like this it's always it's never it's always an industry that has a a demand so that is interesting it is an interesting thing about the the alcohol world is that it is 
something that like no matter what you're happy mad mm-hmm. sad whatever mm-hmm. the fuck mm-hmm. you are pretty much there's people always drinking yes exactly drinking it's, themselves into pure joy or into pure pure depression or, or a little bit of both at the same time yeah i don't know it, it could be a wild ride I, i've definitely seen some drunk people go from like oh uh, sure. from like having the best night to just it's the worst oh absolutely <laughs> i've been there myself many times where everything starts off great and then i'm like why am i crying in the bathroom with some random girl oh, oh no i feel like i do that oh, every I, day oh well, you, cry, you cry in the bathroom with some random girl every day oh wow your afternoons are much more interesting <laughs> than mine are it's Damn. it turns out the girl's a cat but it just oh yeah she follows me in the bathroom and i cry and she cries with you. She meow. Well, meowing is like crying, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. She okay. she yells at you pretty much. <laughs> is that like, why you're crying? Why are you crying? Because she's yelling at you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Poor well, cat. um, yeah. This is our first episode. This is the inaugural episode. It's exciting. This is very it's, exciting. It's something I'm excited. new. Yeah. This is it is a little bit different of a podcast than I've ever done, and. Uh, I know that uh, this is probably this is. I know you've been on podcasts, I, but is yeah, this your first this time? Is like my first like, time like hosting. Yes, yeah. this is my very first. So I'm kind of a podcast virgin, Ooh. and I'm kind of popping my cherry tonight. Wow, so. it's already getting sexy. But yeah, but been you know been on podcast as a guest, right. but never hosted. So this right, is well, all new for me. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna kind of try to be. We're, what, we're, I mean, we're being topical about the each category um but i think that we the way we've kind of talked about it before is where even though we are sex drinks and video games we are gonna kind of kick off the podcast talking about drinks well i think that's important because it's like well you made a good point we make drinks and it's like what are we drinking right now this is Mm -hmm. what we're drinking well you also made a good point that for the general flow of life yeah is that you start with drinks (laughs) yeah you end up having sex and, and then, then maybe afterwards you play video games. Yeah, because if he invites you to play video games with him in the living room afterwards, I think that's a pretty good night. Is it? A, I mean, I, I don't know. So. That's a. I think that's a gutsy thing to be like, hey, we just had sex. You want to go play Street Fighter? Or something? I would be like, yes, please. <laughs> totally. Like if some dude I was like really into, we mm-hmm. just finished having a good time and, you know, you're kind of winding down and maybe getting dressed or grabbing some water. And he's like, what do you want to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like. I don't know. You want to play like Tekken? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tekken. I would be so down. I don't know, but that's just me. No, that's cool. I mean, it's uh, it's like a uh, that very stereotypical thing where um, the people finish having sex and then they start smoking. Yeah, you gotta have the smoke after sex. Right. It's the uh, it's the come down. You I've know? never see. I'm not a smoker, mm. so that never made sense to me. I've never understood since I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the appeal of smoking right and so i never looked at it, it was like wow that looks like such a nice thing to have right yeah i don't know i having been a smoker once upon a time in my life uh i mean it could definitely be enjoyable because it actually gives you kind of a moment to step outside and get some fresh air and kind of sure. Well, you know, in the movies, though, it's warm in the bedroom, but in the movies, they're smoking in bed. Yeah, I don't like that. That's not. <laughs> no, no, that's just a fire hazard. Is and it? that's just that's just dirty because like ash in the sheets and well, that's uncomfortable. I think they have ashtrays. I don't know if that's. Yeah, I don't know, though. Oh, my God. 
Just sorry, I have, a, we I, have are, a, I have a cat at my feet. We yeah. are being yelled at right now for, from from the grumpy old man. Every that single we're being very loud. Every single animal decided that they needed attention at this very moment. Right yes. at right as, as soon as the recording began. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, let's get involved." They want to be on the podcast too. Let's get some. Let's get four more mics set up. Yeah, so we, right. <laughs> please we'll, bark into this. Like, we'll be we'll be back in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into drinks. Let's yeah. talk about what we're drinking, and then let's talk about other drinks, yeah, and well, then those drinks, and the drinks that those drinks will have, and then other drinks that drinks will be drinking. Oh, will be this drink- is just a rabbit hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm i double fisting right now a little Jesus, bit. Jesus, you are. So <laughs> I, I have, uh, what is this? This is called uh, Things for Your Head. It's a uh, mango hard seltzer. I, I is, like the art on the can. It the is can. very cool. It's like a two-headed cat with like three eyes and two mouths. It's very, very cool. Um, I believe, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm not. I believe this is an offshoot brand of like Brewery West, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, it's really tasty. We uh, got it from like little local liquor store. You know, the art on that can reminds me of the art from Casey Weldon. Totally, Kelly, Casey Walden's. What is he out of Seattle? I the, actually don't remember. I think he's an artist out of like Washington or Seattle, something like that. And he does these crazy like yeah, he, bright neon pinks and yeah. He has an awesome Instagram. You just mm-hmm. look up yeah, look up Casey Walden. Mm-hmm. It's C A S E Y, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, his stuff is really really awesome. But I'm drinking that. I've actually just got a little bit left, and I didn't want to toss it before I finished it. Right. And then, and then I uh, whipped us up. Yeah. Some this is kind of basic bitch shit right here. Like no. this is this is classy. This is this no, is like white we, girl we shit. We are halfway through October. This is totally appropriate for the season. Okay, so this we I decided to make pumpkin spice mm-hmm. old fashions. So good, but they taste good. But I didn't overdo. I did like little dashes of pumpkin spice. No, I did not want that to overwhelm the flavor mm-hmm. of the. No, it's beautifully balanced. It's got a little bit of that spice note that because those flavors. The spice of like the pumpkin spice was very typical, like cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, cardamom, you know, uh, a little bit of star anise or whatever it is. But it plays nicely with the orange, with the bourbon character of this particular bourbon, especially mm-hmm. and a little bit of that like dark, like Bing cherry. I don't know what you call them. Um, They're like bada big cherries. Bada big yeah. cherries. Yeah. A little bit of that darkness from like that cherry juice. Ooh, it all plays very nicely because it's not overpowering in any one flavor right and you get the hint of the orange mm-hmm, there yeah mm-hmm. by the way we are using uh angel's envy bourbon which is oh. to, to to date uh my favorite bourbon like just everyday kind of even though it tends to be a little bit pricey mm-hmm. it's in like the 60 dollar range at a lot of um regular like you go to right, a bevmo right. or a liquor store a lot of times they're charging 60 bucks for it but I wait till it shows up at Costco Ugh. and you get it for forty bucks, right? And it's totally fucking worth it. It is. It's way better than Makers or Buffalo Trace, and they actually finish the uh, bourbon in port barrels. Well, I feel I don't know. Maybe may, I'm agree with you on the Makers. Are part. you starting to argue with me about about this bourbon? I'm not. No, 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 oh, no, no. Hold God. on, I'm not arguing. <laughs> This is not an argument. <laughs> this is what we call a difference of opinion. Are you ready to be wrong about it, though? Are you ready to be wrong? Because <laughs> I'm right, always. But what I'm saying is um, I agree that it's better than Makers. Makers is not my favorite. Yeah. However, Buffalo Trace is a really fabulous bourbon. <laughs> but I will say Angel's Envy has a more interesting flavor profile mm-hmm. because of like a little bit of that smokiness and a little bit of that like that touch port of that madeira port, port sweetness the, yeah that 
dark, like sweet wine just adds a depth of like flavor that Buffalo Trace doesn't have. While Buffalo Trace is a really lovely, lovely, lovely liquor, mm-hmm. Angel Envy just has a little bit more interesting note to it. So, in my experience, I've drank Buffalo Trace a couple times, and I found it, and maybe it's just like per the situation, I found it to be kind of harsh. I don't feel it to be like a very smooth whiskey. I've not had like the best experience with it. When people recommended it to me, I kind of was like, I don't know. Like, I don't get like why this is so popular right. or why everybody loves it. Uh, I like uh, my 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 old go to bourbon was Makers because Makers was just such a it's such a middle of the road bourbon, right. but you can use it with almost anything. You can drink it straight, totally, or you can throw it in mixers and different things. I feel like it's very universal because it's because it, it's not a it's not a a quote unquote like top shelf bourbon whiskey. It's not, but it's also not well either. I feel like, like one you day said, it was nice? at one point Makers was like top shelf. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and one hundred percent like. Maybe, I don't know, back in the 80s or something. But it was, it could have been, you know, that top shelf, you know. But there's sure. so many more whiskeys and bourbons being made now that are just blowing things like Makers and even Buffalo Trace out the water, you yeah. know, because there's so many like little distilleries that are doing really cool and unusual, interesting things that. The, the the big guys just can't really do because they make stuff on such mass scale. Sure. It is a lot more artisanal. Mm-hmm. Opening a whiskey company has always blown my mind. I'm like, mm. well, you got to start a company where you keep, basically can't sell anything. Mm. Sell anything for like what, like two, three, four That's, years? No, well, I mean, well, at the very least, you're like at six months. Right. Because you take that like white dog whiskey and then you have to like throw it in an oak barrel or whatever. Right. And then you need like a minimum of six months for it to start to develop any flavors right. through the oak at all. Mm-hmm. So it means like you, even your most basic whiskey, you can't really sell it until you're like at like a year in. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. You think like, let's start this company and then we won't sell anything for a year. Well, I mean, I was a member of a, of a local distillery up until very recently um, that does like rye whiskeys and stuff like that. And, right. You know, they were selling stuff pretty quickly after. But I mean, again, I also don't know how long they were doing production before they technically opened their sure, doors. That's the thing they could you have know, started. So abs- yeah. yeah, definitely. They could have been sitting on those barrels for a while and just kind of filling and filling and filling. As a, but- as a distiller, it almost seems smarter to be like, we make bourbon, but we also make gin and vodka because you can the turnaround on those is way faster. Totally. You don't have to spend yeah. time like doing the like aging. And there's know? a couple yeah. other spots that, that do that too, where they make gin and vodka, but they also have like their specialty whiskeys that they release right. when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, so we're drinking old fashions, but we, <laughs> we, we since, since it's October and we wanted to be, even though it was fucking 90 today, oh my God. Um, we still wanted to be festive because we're a festive fucking people. And yeah. we made jack-o'-lantern ice cubes <laughs> out of a muffin tin tray. <laughs> it, was a, it was a silicone. It was a, a silicone, silicone mold yeah, that's meant like, yeah. for like muffins no, or like is. small little cakes and stuff that's like that. That's literally what I've made kinda, with them before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it turned out, they turned out really nice. They look good. Yeah. They looked very cool. It was like the when the pumpkin is floating in it, it looked really nice. I got a good picture for it. But uh, yeah, we put a little little uh, festiveness into the cocktail itself because I know that I, I've probably said this a million times over, but Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday of the Wait, year. I mean, I know that. Our audience doesn't know that. I think the audience but might ne- know from... If, well, if they've listened to anything that I've done before, then I feel like that's been fucking known <laughs> at this point. <laughs> You're not very <laughs> shy about very it. Very fucking <laughs> obsessed with Halloween. Yes. Uh, I have also been as well for many years of my life. Um, my dad 
and my dad was very festive. So growing up, we Christmas, Halloween, it was always to the nines, like Mm -hmm. whatever we could do for the house and everything else. And like, you know, living in an area where not a lot of people see the house, it was mostly just for us and for the family. Right. We we enjoyed seeing it. So that was more what was really fun for him. So yeah, absolutely. But but yes, I love love Halloween. You love Halloween. It's fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. Um, And even though it's not, we're not really getting the fall weather that we were hoping for we are still kind of wanting to focus this episode around you know fall slash halloween related things right so we're making this our spooky episode that's our spooky spooky episode (laughs) um our first episode is our spookiest i like it i I think it's i think it's very appropriate it's a good way to start for for the kind of people that we are i Mm -hmm. think it's very appropriate that we absolutely start this podcast on you know in the most spooky month of the year. Sure. So, especially really close to Halloween. Too. Right. And so we were going to talk about, I mean, besides the drinks that we've been drinking or are drinking right now, we were also going to talk about some other yeah. kind of spooky things that yes. are that are drink related. What do you think? Now, I've seen a lot of stuff like uh, you can go through, you know, just go down the rabbit hole in the, on the internet and look for like, you know, spooky cocktail drinks, things like that. Uh, yeah. A lot of the times when I see recipes Mm -hmm. they're so involved Mm -hmm. like i go oh my god this looks so cool and then you look at what it takes to make the drink and i'm like sorry don't want to spend two hours making a cocktail like i i'm more of a like i don't mind spending a little time making Mm -hmm. a cocktail but i don't want to spend like a half hour on getting two drinks i'm I'm definitely (laughs) i'm definitely a uh of a of a quick Mm-hmm. kind of two maybe three ingredient kind of cocktail person yeah at least when i'm making them for myself i don't want to go super involved if i'm making cocktails or drinks for other people then it's a little different because you're sure. kind of like because at that point you're entertaining you're hosting and you don't mind putting a little extra effort in but when i make cocktails for myself i'm like you know it's like it's like ginger beer and this amazing grapefruit flavored vodka that we found. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And then maybe like a little lime juice and then make kind of like a weird, like, like easy mule. Like right, right. that's the kind of stuff that I like, you yeah. know, but I, yeah, you don't want to spend two hours making a cocktail or $200 finding ingredients for this thing. Cause they're like, Oh, you need, uh, you know, meadow grown <laughs> lavender seeds, <laughs> On a from a south facing hill, and yeah. it's like get out of here. Yeah, they're using like, like use no. saffron and truffle, and you're like, fuck what? off. <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. Am I am I Richie Rich? What's yeah, going on here? Right, yeah. Good lord. It's like, do they know how much truffle costs? Because I do. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's always just interesting. I think that's like I love to like look at the cocktail, but the likelihood of me actually making them, yeah. is pretty fucking. They're wrong. always that kind of like, oh, that'd be cool to make, and you just kind of keep turning the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what we haven't done is we haven't gone through that book. Which that one? You got me as a Christmas gift last year. Mm-hmm. This giant book of like cocktails. Right, we right, haven't right. gone through that. And there's some holiday esque cocktails That's a in big there. Ass book too. I know. I don't know where it's oh, it's right over it's there on the, in book the bookshelf. I see where the that. books go. What? Is that where <laughs> books live? Oh. I mean, I think that's where they're supposed to go. I didn't know. I was I was unaware. <sighs> but yeah, we haven't gone through that, but no, that's a good, yes, that's a good I, call we should go through. We should. Um, but you're right. It, uh, cocktails shouldn't be overly complicated, and they shouldn't be overly difficult to make either. They should be simple. They should be approachable. 
you know, and you, sh- you should be able to easily whip up something, right. you know, or be able to uh, take a base idea for a cocktail and like flourish it and yeah. put your own twist on it. Not to downplay a bartender, but mm-hmm. I think mixologist sounds really pretentious to me. <laughs> and it's just like you, you may be able to like hone what your craft. we cr- have a mixologist listening right now? I hope that you understand that your fucking name is really pretentious. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know what? Here's the thing. I have no problem telling. <laughs> We're already any, pissing people off. I'm fine with it. I have no problem telling people that I think something is silly. Like the name, like we've talked about this in the past. Yes. The, the word fiance, one of the <laughs> fucking dumbest <laughs> names to call anyone. And then when a lot of women, mostly women. This is my fiance. Like, this is my fiance. Hi, this is my fiance. Oh, my fiance. I'm like, if you say that word one more time. I'm a put. I'm a, a fiance. Sp- you, <laughs> right? I'm a what? fiance. You to the moon. Are you? Why is a dog? Oh over? my god! There's dog, a fucking dog over here. Dog, go lay down. <laughs> it's like it's just a madness. It's, it's like, oh. like living in a fucking zoo. Oh, oh no! Trying to take the cord. Oh shit! All right, Either um, way. that's fine. But uh, no. Sorry for the interruption. After this commercial break, we'll kill the dog. I, um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> He's a very good boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it's like that the like calling somebody fiance just seems super it's it's a ridiculous name. Right. And I think it's stupid and I hate it. And it's almost like they we've created these terms for things mm-hmm. that really don't have a meaning, but people just say them because they're like, you can't just be a bartender. If you make cocktails, you're a mixologist. You're a fucking bartender. You're a bartender. But, but when he's at a bartender uh, and he's tending the bar, is he not tending the bar when he's making the drinks? But here's the thing. I feel like he or I, she. Where, I, um, where I agree with what you're saying that, you know, yes, you are a bartender and mixologist does seem kind of silly. I think that the term bartender leads to something that's, you know, pretty a pretty simple, very straightforward sort of um, job where, you know, you're pouring a beer, maybe like a well cocktail, very simple, easy, easy stuff. I think of like bartenders that's like, and like dive bars are just boom, 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 boom. Here you go. Here you go. Where it's like a mixologist. It's like you're going to a bar where you're having a craft cocktail made for you. You know, everything's being hand done and hand prepared and it's made in such a way that you wouldn't get that at your local dive spot. I guess so. I don't know. I think that's where the differentiation comes that you have someone who's, you know, who's just kind of just mixing very simple drinks, which a lot of those bartenders at dives like know how to make really cool, fancy shit. Um, they just never get to because the average Joe is like, oh, let's get a beer and uh, gin sure. and tonic and vodka and soda. And yeah, exactly. Fuck, yeah. But, you know, you go into certain bars where I will have a, a gin gimlet. Mm-hmm. I'll have a bee's knees, you know, mm-hmm. and like these are very specialty cocktails that require a touch more skill. Sure. So. I've actually been to a couple nicer restaurants sure. where you would think that the bartender there would be the one that would be able to make you mm-hmm. a nicer drink. Absolutely. And I've asked for something like, I think it what it may have been a gin gimlet. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what it was. And I was like, whoa. I was like, at the very least, you can grab your fucking phone and yeah. do a Google search for That's a, it's, it. Also, it's also a very old style drink. I, Gimlet's an old tiny beverage. I get it. But at the yeah. same time, not that you should know how to make every drink ever. Right. right? But I think that you're where. W- see, and this is the problem is that where does, did you 
if you are a quote unquote mixologist, mm-hmm. do you go to school to learn? Because there is bartending well, no, no, school. No, no, no. But I'm saying, but does every person that like uh, if you're know. taking the title of mixologist, maybe, have you gone to school? Maybe, maybe that's what kind of. I mean, uh, call, differentiates call you me between... ignorant if that's actually the case. Totally. Or, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's very possible that, you know, these individuals who do have the title of mixologist mm-hmm. did go to bartending school and did learn and study under. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow my own advice. As soon as we're fucking done with this podcast, I'm going to look up. You should. Mixologist. You should. <laughs> Maybe you could go to school and be a mixologist. Sure. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Bring your homework home. That'd be rad. How would, would I ever make it home? Maybe I would just be oh, drunk. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Uber might not exist for much longer, so there's uh, that. That's true. Um, there's always a way. There's always a t- taxi cabs will always be around. Taxi, oh, taxi cabs. But you have to call them, and then they charge you an arm and a leg, and it's a whole thing. And they like mm. a lot of them only take cash, and you never carry cash. If Uber and Lyft go bye bye, there we're, there's going to be some other company that's going to come in, right. and figure out how to do it better. Well, because there's. You know, well, Uber and Lyft were the ones that did figure it out better. Like, but you know, they they were the solution to cab drivers being assholes. They were, and they—I mean—they are, and they aren't because they're not paying their employees. Correctly, no, I know, right? Which and is that's what, the yeah. problem for sure. But but at the time, like when the when those services first became available, it was huge. It made a huge difference for people being able to get home safely or get to places that they didn't want to bring their car or yeah. whatever it was. You know, because in some places it's like hard to find parking or whatever, and you're like, I do not want to try and drive. For 45 minutes around 6th Avenue in downtown San Diego trying to find freaking parking. Yeah. It's the worst. No, I get it. But I mean, I've been kind of screwed over by Lyft in the past for like way rides that are way overpriced right. and stuff like that. And it's like, it's, I think it's, that model's... You know, for it's spiked at, or uh, what do they call the, those... it? Um Shoot, surge like, pricing surge or whatever. Surge pricing yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like peak hours, mm-hmm. you know, like like right at like 2 a.m. when the bar is closed, the price is jack away. I think that's up, really you fucked. You have no other option. It's so fucked. It's, it's really it. predatory. And again, it like the driver that's driving the drunk person home that ends up barfing in the back of their car, they're not really making much extra. The company itself is, but the uh, driver is not making They charge you a cleaning fee. I know they do. I'm making, I got charged for that st- for my friend. Regardless. Barfing out the side of an Uber. Regardless, Bullshit. they still have to deal with somebody barfing in the back of their car. No, I yeah. get it. I mean, he didn't even barf in the car. He tur- he. But he put, barfed on the car. He, well, kind of. Yeah, it, mif- it, mif- it missed the car. He put his head out the window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I saw my credit card. I got like a $125 fee. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And go look at it. And it was a cleaning fee. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Did you make me. your friend pay for it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And he did. He actually ended up giving me more than what the payment the payment was because he felt so bad. Yeah. He's like, I'm so... He was. He made good on it. He was just... He felt really shitty. And he was like, I'm going to contact them. And of course, they were like, sorry. Like, this is our policy. And he was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. So it was... I mean, it all worked out. But I was just like... I was miffed because I'm like, man, yeah. really? Like, really? Some people can't keep it in. Yeah. They just got to let it all uh, out. Yeah, I yeah. know. Like in a Costco parking lot <laughs> after binge drinking pineapple sours that are 9%. <laughs> that was a good day. No, it wasn't. That was a fun day. No, it I wasn't. liked it. It was a. Yeah, no. It was great to witness. I, no, it was, <sighs> it was not a fun day. Um, I, I would care to forget that day. What is. The night before was fun, though, when I was screaming at the television about Godzilla, Godzilla and Mon- yeah, yeah. King of the Monsters. Yeah. That was a great movie, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love Godzilla. It is a, in it's a fun it's movie. Godzilla, <laughs> so good. Actually, it's so funny. I was little side note here. I was in the shower the other day, 
And I was thinking about that movie, and I was like, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> so we, I might have to watch it again. All right. Um, so what do you, uh, beyond like spooky cocktail recipes, what is the, if you, if you're at a bar mm-hmm. and somebody is buying you a drink, uh-huh. what is the drink that you fear most? That I fear most? Right. Like, like somebody's like, I'm going to go get you something. Oh, no. And they're going to bring you back something. But it's probably going to, like, it's going to be the thing you hate. Like, in this specific scenario, they're bringing you back the worst possible cocktail they could, or any drink they oh, could have. Oh, it's a cocktail, it could but be, not, it like, could a be shot anything. No, or it something. could be a shot. It could be a Ugh, cocktail. It could okay. be a beer. It could be whatever. I, it could be wine. I can't think of a specific cocktail that I don't like. I mean, I'm not a fan of gin. So if someone brought me something that was, like, a gin-based cocktail, I might be kind of, mm, a the little one, bit about it. I was going to say, the thing that, like, would, but, the, the, that would bring jerk. But like, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so upset that it was a gin cocktail that I wouldn't drink it. I would still drink it and I'd probably enjoy it, but I'm just, it's not my go to liquor. I understand. Yeah. But if someone goes, hey, I'm going to go get a shot, I'll be back. I'm just thinking in my head, please don't be Jaeger. Please don't be Jaeger. I'm the same way. Please don't be Jaeger. Jaeger or Goldschlager or Fireball whiskey or any of that hot garbage. Those are the ones I just dread if people are bringing that over to the table. They usually go like, here's Jaeger. I'm like, oh. Why? I'm gonna fucking barf. No. Every time. Mm-mm. I feel like it makes me it makes me gag. Those are the things that I'm afraid of. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm I'm not afraid of much, but I'm afraid of Jaeger. Like that <laughs> ugh, that is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. I tell you. I've seen people lose their Oof. shit on Jaeger. Like Mm-mm. actually just go bonkers. And yeah, I'm like, what? They they call it the Jaeger monster. Yeah. Like, oh, is that it really is going? a thing. Yeah. Like like frat bros turn into Jaeger monsters. Oh, really? had to. oh yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad time. I always felt like women I knew in the past, if they would get drunk on Jaeger, they would end up getting really angry. Not specifically at me. Yeah, they would just the, get angry. It's the Jaeger monster. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I don't know. The funniest thing to me was I used to say that all the time to friends. I'd be like, man, for whatever reason, Jaeger makes women angry. And then uh, one day I was standing in line at this bar or standing in line like for the bathroom at mm-hmm. a bar and the women's bathroom is directly across okay. and there was a line for that too right. and I'm waiting and I heard two girls going she's like I can't drink Jaeger it makes me so angry and I'm like it's real I was like it's real it's real it's real <laughs> you're, like, like, can I, you're like I'm sorry can you speak into yeah, the recording device like, so I can like, like yeah, I can record I this, this microphone and like and shows as proof to other people that mm-hmm. Jaeger makes women angry <laughs> oh lord you, yeah. uh, that used to be um I, I don't really get angry when I drink too much. Um, I mean, it's always circumstantial. I've been angry in the past, but my my go to reaction is usually happy and lovey and having a good time, you know. And um, but I don't really get angry. So I get angry when people are giving me bad alcohol. I get angry <laughs> about that. I'm not much of it. I mean. I think that's the same thing. I'm mostly happy drunk. Yes. You know, yeah. there have been occasions where something terrible will happen Absolutely. or something there's always, will piss you off. always something situational that yeah. either there's something going on in your personal life that, because alcohol lowers your inhibition, so it comes at kind of what? bubble. It kind of, what? I know. Shocking. Stop the presses. News <laughs> of the century. Alcohol lowers your inhibitions. Yeah. So, um, but sometimes things bubble up like inside and you kind of like let your inner feelings out and, you know, it is yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, I think, so I'm saying for, for our, our spooky episode, I think that the drink that I would be most afraid of would be a Jaeger. A Jaeger. Yeah. Please do not ever buy me Jaeger. I don't want to be a Jaeger monster. No. That's like torture. If I went to mm. hell, that was like the only alcohol yeah. they'd have there. Guaranteed. Oh, that just makes me cringe. I know. Oof. They're like, God, I'd love to go have a drink. All they have is Jaeger. Oh, no. Jaeger bombs? No, Ooh. just Jaeger. 
There would be no other alcohol. It would be Jaeger with other Jaeger. You want a shot of Jaeger with your Jaeger? Would you like a? You want a Jaeger chaser with your shot of Jaeger? <laughs> can I get a? Can I get a, ba- a, a Jaeger back with my Jaeger? <laughs> Jaeger uh, and your cereal. Yeah. Oof. Instead of milk. No. I don't that's want not, it. That's nightmare fuel. I think I would have to just pound it, like without trying to get, just so I can get drunk and try not to taste it. You know, yeah, like, and just forget that's like what you're almost drinking. like do like a beer bong style mm-hmm. where you just guzzle it. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah, it's fucking gross. Me, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> it's a little, little gives you a little ashita. <laughs> a little, just a, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Feel it all over. Oh um, all right, any other, uh, any other recommendations for? Uh, Drinks of any kind, uh, especially in this spookiest of months. Well, it is October. It is. And if we're going to offset of cocktails, this is the month for pumpkin beer. It is and it isn't. But the... it kind of is, though. Well, here's P- the... Pumpkins become a thing in October and then they follow through all the way through Thanksgiving. They do, but, but... the actual popularity of the pumpkin beer has died. It's Pumpkin beers are not nearly as popular as they were like I, five, six no, years ago. I agree, now. but people still like them and people... I actually had a gentleman ask me the other day if we made a pumpkin beer at my work and mm-hmm. I had to tell him, no, we don't. I'm sorry. Right. Um, You're like, we don't make beer that people like here. <laughs> uh, I highly disagree with that, <laughs> but uh, that's another podcast altogether is it uh that's for episode two oh <laughs> tune in for that argument um but no um but no pumpkin beers i think while the yes they have dwindled in popularity uh i think they have a, a place and a time you know there's they're very fall-esque like it's almost the same as like a pumpkin spice latte or a pumpkin spice smelling candle or whatever yeah you know your pumpkin beers become a thing because pumpkins are in season and they're you know, kind of part of the decor and everything else. And, um, but I, I like a good pumpkin beer. My, my favorite one actually comes from a uh, Wisconsin brewery called Lakefront Brewing. Okay. Or Lakefront Brewery. Mm-hmm. And it's called Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Okay. And it's, um, aged in brandy barrels. Okay. And it's got like pumpkin and a little bit of like, I think apple and some spices. Okay. And it is really delicious. And they only make it seasonally. I don't even know if they still make it, but right. I had it, I had it once and literally that, that's all it took was that one time I had it and that beer has just stuck with me in my head forever. I am not a big fan of pumpkin beers because mm-hmm. I feel like too much of the time they become sweet and they're trying to make them taste like pumpkin pie well, um, opposed yeah. to like having like something that had, like represents actual pumpkin. I, yeah. And well, because everyone confuses pumpkin flavor with pumpkin spice right and, like pumpkin spice is essentially the same as an apple pie spice because it's again nutmeg cinnamon clove cardamom all mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. and they're basically interchangeable you're just adding a fruit to like a vegetable squash and pumpkin tastes very different than apple does but the spice character is very similar right so. Um, but yeah, no, I used to drink one that I cannot, it doesn't, it's no longer available in San Diego that I, I, that I can yeah. find, mm-hmm. but it was, um, I don't I can remember what, I think they're from Utah or something. Yeah, Uinta, right? Uinta. Mm-hmm. I never knew, is it, is it Uinta? 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 I don't know. I, I was always told that it was pronounced Uinta. Uinta, okay. Um, but I, I honestly have never wrong. heard anybody say it to a point of saying like, this is the way you say this. The, the only, I've only ever heard people call it Uinta. So, yeah. but and for a while they had a beer, it was called Pumpkin, mm-hmm. like P-U-N-K mm-hmm. in, in or some shit. I yeah. can't remember exactly. But then they had a little dispute with Dogfish Head mm. and then Dogfish was like, we have a pumpkin, right? Like you can't also have that. So then it went to like 
pumpkin. Like it just straight yeah. up was called pumpkin or something like yeah. that. But yeah, it's not available anymore. That one was really nice. It was like a light. It almost had like you know, it was lager esque, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. it was just had this little. Very, it was very clean tasting, and then at the end, it kind of had this just hint of pumpkin flavor, mm. and there wasn't anything else. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't like thick. It was just like this light, easy drinking beer, right. and it was really pleasant and really like kind of refreshing. Um, and I, ha- sorry, hmm. did it have any kind of vegetal nature to it because of the pumpkin? Not really. No, oh, no. that's good. I mean, maybe they 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 might balance it out mm-hmm. in the beer with like maybe some sugar or something. Right. It's just not sweet. Right. It doesn't like it doesn't come across. It just comes across very clean, right? Light and clean. Yeah. When I was working for a uh, hard cider company, um, there was talk of trying to do a uh, like a pumpkin pie flavored cider essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my boss, who was also the the head cider maker, he was saying that pumpkin was kind of difficult to use um at least for cider i don't know if it's the same for beer um i've never really asked about it but he said that um because pumpkin by itself in like a raw form doesn't have a lot of flavor there's a lot of water in it sure that you have to roast the pumpkin to get any kind of flavor from it um i just assume they'd probably be using purees or something right yeah. and so then there's also that aspect too of using the puree where it's like straight pumpkin but he wanted to use like a fresh like fresh pumpkin and so he's like you have to roast it and it's very time consuming and then you know getting all the spices the correct consistency and the balance and da, 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 da. yeah i don't know could be bullshit i have no idea i don't know but yeah that's what he was saying is that because pumpkin and it kind of makes sense because pumpkin by itself doesn't have a lot of anything you like any squash really like i feel that way even with like cucumber which tastes like absolute garbage you're fucking but insane with no. the cucumber oh. too by the way you need to fucking get a grip cucumber you can't like is awful you can't fucking Ugh. like pick, but you like pickles but it's different it's not different it's just a cucumber dipped in vinegar mm. for an no. extended period of the time consistent, the, the texture of the pickle is totally different than a cucumber and the flavor is completely different because pickles have that nice like briny salty vinegary like kind of like dill kick and then cucumbers taste like the devil's asshole and i hate it <laughs> it is the worst cucumber is so do we call, good do we call this episode that the devil's asshole yeah maybe <laughs> or just call title? it cucumber yeah Cuc- mm-hmm. <laughs> the audience is very confused i'm gonna They're title like, it i'm gonna it title it cucumber? i'm gonna call it cucumber is delicious That's no what I'm gonna title this Ugh. episode. <laughs> sorry but Anyway, most I think most squashes and things like that don't have a lot of flavor naturally. You have to you got to do something to them in order to have the yeah the flavors kind of come out. So, right, right. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I think you're you've kind of lost your mind with the whole uh, mm. uh, cucumber thing because I just I don't I don't I don't uh, don't agree with that argument. But um, I, I, back to the pumpkin beer thing, it's very I don't know it. I don't know like the what the general process for any brewery that the way right. they do their things, but there is finding a good pumpkin beer I feel like is really infrequent. Um but then again, I just tried we I just picked up a, a variety pack from Sam Adams. It's yeah. like their fall mm-hmm. variety pack, which has got like Boston lager in it. It's got a light lager in mm-hmm. it. And then which I had never had, it's like Sam Adams seventy six. Okay. Which was refreshing. Mm-hmm. It was not bad. They also have their Oktoberfest, which I actually think is the best beer Sam Adams makes. And a lot of people also feel that way. Like a lot of people, uh, I remember I, I used to work um, for a BevMo, and we used to have a customer come in when Oktoberfest would come out. He would order like 20, he'd do a special order every year of like 25 12 packs 
of Oktoberfest. Wow. And he would buy it, and then I think he'd hold on to it for majority of the year. Okay. And drink through it. Yeah, because you can sit on those beers. Those beers they, age they, fairly they age nicely. Okay, yeah, because yeah, they're and more malt forward. He would and... drink through it like through most of the year, mm-hmm. and then once they came back around, he would rebuy oh. like a shit ton of them. And this was normal. Like yeah. the very first time we were, we did the order for him, we're like, oh my god, we cannot order this much Oktoberfest. We'll never get rid of it, right? Right. And then we we're like, oh, we were kind of like sketch, like felt kind of sketchy about it. But then he came in and bought it, and was no problem. And then the next year, he came back and did the same thing. And this went on for like five years. Oh wow! And it, I was like, wow, this is really surprising. He's dedicated. Yeah, he was loved that beer. That's the thing. But it's I mean, like, I think that Sam Adams doesn't make doesn't necessarily make shit beer. No. But they're definitely a bigger brewery, right? That's still I've heard I've heard that the stuff that they distribute, not the best thing in the world, because it's mass distributed beer. But I've heard that at the actual like like brewery slash brew pub. Like, like, from the source. Yeah. Mm. Apparently their stuff is what they have there at the location mm. is amazing. I've mm. heard people say wonderful things about the beer that comes out of that. Cause it's all small batch stuff, sure. you know? And it's like, they're like that beer is phenomenal. There's something that gets distributed is like, I don't think they make bad beer. No. I don't I think that like maybe Sam Adams gets a bad rap because they've, they're still quote unquote considered a craft beer because they're an independent company, Right. but they right. are make, they produce so much beer per year that they've yeah. really gone to the point of like, you're up there in the, the higher yeah. echelon of, of breweries that, you know. They are, but they're also nowhere near the Budweiser, no, Miller Coors it, it is different. Like yeah. level. Yeah, Sam Adams does make it an exorbitant amount of beer, but they're nowhere near no, those I, three Goliaths, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? Make, I mean, which is, you know, that makes sense. But uh, regardless, it. Sam Adams is surprisingly still making pretty good stuff. Absolutely. I think the Oktoberfest in that pack and the pumpkin beer is surprisingly tasty. Yeah. It does have a lot of spice in it, mm-hmm. but it's not to a point of so overpowering that it's unpleasant or it tastes too much like a pumpkin pie. Right. Or it has notes of that, but it's not like sugary sweet over the top. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, actually enjoy that. I, I was surprised that I liked it. I was like really kind of skeptical about it, but I, I think it's good. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, I don't know. There's a pumpkin. Pumpkin beers are. It's a tough one. It is. It's it's very hit or miss because there's some people who really really enjoy them and love them and like wait every year for them to come out, and then there are some people who could give two shits and be like, whatever, I don't care. And I remember, you know, like you were saying, the popularity has waned, and it's like I remember seeing. During this time of year, eight, nine, ten different breweries offering different varietals and being like, yeah, okay. And then there's like, you're lucky if you find one. Right. And most stores, yeah, don't carry pumpkin beers anymore because they're just Mm -hmm. not widely distributed. No. At least in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Who knows the rest of California and or the country, any other place in the United States. Maybe there's more. San Diego is a hard market because we're so oversaturated. Oversaturated. And we're also very heavily like IPA driven. Totally. So everything, everyone's super hopheads out here. I feel like if you're really looking for a good fall beer, my absolute favorite beer, it might even be my, it might be my like favorite beer to drink ever but i only get to drink it once a year right is the Einger oktoberfest mm-hmm. and i love that beer so much um that i'm like I, i'm on the hunt for it all the time and um i think that it's just it's a really stellar beer it's such a pleasant drink and it always kind of there's certain things that kind of like lock you into a season or make you like you know with like when the weather starts to change or whatever and you're like oh it's starting to feel like fall or starting mm-hmm. to feel like winter or whatever yeah. and you kind of get those things but there's like little things that lock you in you're like ooh halloween decorations now it's yeah. t- like i'm starting to get uh-huh. that fall vibe uh-huh. that beer also solidifies this time of year for right. me where it's like that taste that flavor 
Halloween decorations, yeah. that's really locking in the season. Right. For me. It's like, it's making me feel like very excited and happy. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's so funny. Just pop a bottle over that open and start drinking. I'm like, ah, this is the best. You're like, you're like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for mm-hmm. fall. I'm ready for cooler weather and yeah. spooky season. Ready to do and... some murders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, murder. Hunt some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Summon a demon. You know, I could do that. Yeah. I mean, around a fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I do on my off time. So. <laughs> it's like a win- cast it's a normal a, Wednesday. Just cast for you. a couple spells and yeah. you know put a few hexes and curses. I mean, sure, why not? Witchy mode is all the time. That's just how it goes. You know? Right. Um, but, yeah. So, any final uh, final drink recommendations? <laughs> uh, I think for recommendations, I think you know. Um, or do you have a favorite or a favorite fall drink? Do you I have a favorite fall. drink that you like? Like, you know, like I was just saying for the Einger Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. that's my like, that's my fall drink. Right. That's my, that's where I know it's like, it's time to fucking bust out a pumpkin and start to, time to carve a pumpkin while I drink this beer. Mm. Is there something that kind of solidifies a season for you? As far as drinks go? Yeah. I mean, even God, like something as simple um, as like an old fashioned, yeah, is it something I that mean, like kind of. I think, I think personally, something that I kind of. But maybe not necessarily solidifies like the fall season, but definitely like the change of summer to uh, like cooler weather is definitely um, seeing a lot more like dark beers, sure. like stouts and things like that. I love stouts pretty much any time of the year. However, obviously winter warmers and wanting to drink those when it's cooler outside mm-hmm. and they're like they like feel a little bit more rich and you just like want to curl up around a fire with them and like in a nice like glass and just like sit mm-hmm. and hang out you know or like honestly even like hot toddies and things like that too are just so nice like so it's something like warm and festive and but just things like that just anything that feels like kind of warming you know because usually it starts getting cooler outside yeah so i like stuff like that like warm alcoholic drinks or things like stouts and stuff yeah. like that, that we're just... experiencing a lovely heat wave in california Ugh. so it's great. Yeah, it just awesome. it just seems like it never ends. It's these ninety degree days have just lovely. been so fucking fun. Like move to California for the weather. <laughs> I would no. say that maybe that was a thing like a while ago, but mm. yeah, not now. Um, yeah, so let's uh, maybe should we? You want to get like sexy? Should we get sexy? You want to get super super sexy? Are we gonna? I think it is time to uh, get if a I finish little, this drink, we will be taking sexual. a commercial break so I can get another Make drink. Another? Oh no! I don't sir. know. I, no, I don't think I could do another old fashioned. This was a double. Mm. I have to make it through at least one horror movie tonight, so I need. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, we also developed. We can talk about that if we want, but we developed a drinking game for that. So oh, we did. Yeah. We can we can talk about that during our video game section. Touching, it's not, it, it's not such video, video game, games, yeah. and then I know it's not a video game. Entertain, but they did make. A Friday Thirteenth video game. They made more than one, actually. so we can talk about that. So we'll 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 earmark that one. Wow, you guys, spoilers! You, you just said Friday the Thirteenth. You fucking oh, ruined it. I'm, you ruined it. No, I'm fired. <laughs> I'm next week. We'll have a new co-host. I'm sorry. It'll Good be night, the dog. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sir, do you sorry. realize you are a dog? What? No, I'm not a dog. Anyway. Yeah, so sexy things. So my we were discussing how we were gonna uh, kind of structure this podcast and. Uh, talking about today's episode and you know about the whole sexy portion of this uh this podcast and i was like well i really want to touch on like kind of the spooky season and halloween coming up and can we talk about the ridiculousness of sexy costumes of sexy 
everything. Well, hold on. I think that I okay. I do want to. I want to bring this up as a as a man. Wait, you're a man. As the I'm the ultimate male. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Try that again. If the I am the old I'm all man. If everything that is man, I am that man. Oh boy. I don't even like sports or cars, but I'm all the man. <laughs> yeah, that's very contradictory <laughs> because the idea of the all man is the all American man who is football and cars and machismo and chopping down trees with your dick. It, what? Do you not? Is that not how lumberjacks work? I, I think it is actually. I think I saw a movie about that. Lumbercock, the that's reckoning. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you were saying as a as as apparently you are a man. I am. A, unbeknownst a, to me, I had no idea. This is the first I'm hearing of this. I am a human man from the planet Earth. Yarth. Yarth. <laughs> Welcome to Yarth. Is it round or flat? It's Ugh. it's a rec- recommendable. <laughs> recommendables. <laughs> <laughs> I love bourbon. Oh my god! What is that? Maybe we should have done the drinks after. No, that's the whole thing. Is you have the drinks and then you have oh, the sex. No. Yeah, so, that's anyways, true. Um, here's the deal: it is I think that initially, from that they developed these sexy costumes to give like because women wanted to wear whatever some sexy skanky thing because it's Halloween and it's the one. Night of the year where people aren't gonna gonna be like, oh, why are your boobs hanging out? That's so inappropriate. You're a woman. Go put your fucking, you know, your your cloak back on and don't come outside until you until we can't see women, your ankles. Women are supposed to be chaste and modest, right? And always appropriate, right? 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 I'm so not I think doing this podcast topless. To me, it seems like this was the this was the time for every single woman to go out and wear whatever the fuck they wanted, and then not to be like ridiculed or judged by it. But here's the thing: is I think that oh, where this led to is that over the years, it's sort of become a joke upon of of itself right, right. because now they're sexy everything. Uh, yeah, and that like, was kind of my point because like yeah. I'm by no means am I like shitting on people dressing like sexy for Halloween because I have 110% raising my hand definitely done that I'm not Se- mad about sexy it sexy pirate you better fucking believe it yeah. a couple years in a row actually but the, the thing that I'm like confused and thinking is hilarious is like you said the sexy everything it's mm. like what no we don't need you know i i get the idea of like the sexy nurse like always kind of this classic like idea of like the sexy nurse it's coming to nurse you back to health and just like (laughs) pushing the boobs together i totally get it you know things like that you know the sexy cat you know because cats and cat suits have always been very sexual like i mean i think we Learned this from the Adam West Batman, like right, right, right. Catwoman, yeah, very sexy. Also, I mean, Batman Returns too, very sexy. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. So, like, so I there are certain certain sexy costumes that I kind of I'm like I get it, sexy devil because the devil's supposed to be tempting and alluring. So this like kind of sexy like she devil demoness, yeah, well, absolutely, sexy Ninja Turtle. But also, sexy mouse. But that makes me laugh, though. Like, if somebody <laughs> dresses up as a sexy Ninja Turtle, oh. I'm gonna like crack the fuck up. Here's the one that really threw me like overboard, and this was, it was either last year or the year before. 
they came out with a sexy Mr. Rogers but, uh, costume. And I was like, okay, maybe we've gone too far. Have they made any sexy Pope costumes? Because really... Well, well, there's like sexy nun, but that's not the same as a Pope. But... Right, but like the Pope, like the guy that's supposed to be like all good <laughs> it's like all Pope the time. Pope Francis, like all like, hello, my my child, I will bless thee. Maybe it's just a guy, like if if it was a male costume... What would it be? Just like balls hanging out of the robe? Oh. But that's not really sexy. It's not sexy. It's more like a... See, that's the thing. When guys... It guy, could be if, sexy. If, guy, if guys have revealing costumes, it's always in a joking manner. It's never considered... like Except for the one... Like the dude that's like all muscular and wearing like, you know... Like he's, he's going he's, as Tarzan he's, he's or like something? He's like Officer Naughty or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or a big bulge in the front. Right. Like, just like little, like little tiny like, like teeny, village teeny, people yeah, shorts. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, Lieutenant Dangle from sure, but Dangle's great. I mean, Dangle's but, amazing, right? But so any, good. anyways, but the whole thing is that like for women, it's like I think that like that there's like a good running joke now. It's like costume companies are like, oh well, you know, if there's a sexy uh, tiger, then why can't you be a sexy frying pan? You know, like why <laughs> can't you know what band. I mean? Like you're like <laughs> I don't know. There's just oh I feel like there's like the costume companies are like we can just do anything now because everybody somebody will buy it and it will be funny. Like Absolutely. it's almost become not just sexy, but it's also a joke. Now, there, right? yeah. But then there are. I mean, yes, it can be a joke. Like someone like myself would definitely be like, I'm doing this ironically because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But then there's a lot of young ladies who or like i want to be this thing and i want to be cute and sexy and i get it because like halloween is supposed to be a time of the year or night of the year where you dress up betray to be something that you're not on your regular normal mm-hmm. life totally 100 percent get it but i just think that some of the costumes are a little ridiculous Well, i don't know but do you think that there's somebody out there that has purchased the sexy ninja turtle costume and then taking it very seriously do you think there's like a group of four girls who have bought the costumes and then gone out like legit we're taking this very seriously we are sexy ninja turtles have you never been to the gas lamp or downtown san diego during halloween Halloween? no no not during halloween it shows oh yeah yeah because there's a lot of a lot of sexy costumes that are taken very seriously right but i'm like i'm saying something like the ninja turtles they're they're pretty like they they're like we're ninja turtles they like try and be like all cutesy like i saw a girl once dressed up as the victoria's secret angel so she's straight up in like lingerie skimpy underwear and had wings on her back but she was she wearing like actually like really cool wings or she wearing like little cheapy they were like fairy-ish wings or something yeah but that's actually kind of a cool idea she also looked really cold but uh, (laughs) then then there's that too where it's like you i mean even in san diego like it's 90 degrees today but like there is something fucking weird and witchy that happens around halloween it could be 90 degrees the day before and halloween night it'll drop like 60 or 55 degrees maybe rain it's it is fucking wacky i swear to god like there is actually something supernatural about halloween prediction this year is supposed to be very nice weather but we're not we're not there yet obviously but 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 for some reason there's always that there's always it's always cold on halloween and i see these girls wearing these alphas and i'm like you girl you are freezing. And you don't want to, and, they, and I and I get it. I'm the same way where like I don't want to wear a jacket to cover up my costume, but it's like I'm going to be cold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be freezing my ass off. So I, I I get it, you know. <laughs> I get it. And I know 
that me kind of being like wah, wah, about sexy costumes is like not in your wheelhouse because as a guy you're like hell yeah I'm wear that lingerie yeah. Get, let do the, that let thing. the cleavage be free let the room let be the filled bo- let the booty hang out let, let the it booties all out go. let the cleavage out let your let your freak flag fly, fly. if that's like flag fly seashells by the seashore shit yeah, right there right? Yeah. so oh my god but uh yeah i don't know i just think i just like i like i said i just think there's some some of the sexy costumes are just like you said sexy mr rogers that's ridiculous <laughs> nobody needs that like that's just that is the, that is just like against like the memory of mr rogers it like, does it does he's turning over in his grave uh, bless his heart i don't know yeah mr rogers the one the one man who was who never got like a sex scandal against him. He was so pure. Bless him. That we know of. He was Ooh. never, nothing ever came out that was bad about him. So that's good. I don't know. He's that... one of those guys. It's like, he didn't go like the route of Bill Cosby where he like, turns out Bill Cosby's like horrible. What right? a creep. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like, you're, you're kind of always just sitting there going like, nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened to Mr. Rogers. Please. Nothing. He's the last bastion of pureness and hope in this world. Even though he's no longer with us. This is like, like finding out that Kermit Frog, Kermit the Frog is a rapist or something. Oh. You're like, what? The fuck? Like, Miss, not Miss the, Piggy never wanted any of she it. Was, she never consented. No, yeah. there, there was never a. Actually, in terms of her aggressiveness, she would be the raper. She was very aggressive. She was very much but like she. She was a pioneer for women empowerment and sexuality. She saw and knew what she wanted. And she fucking went after See, it. I and I appreciate that. That's something that we can talk about in this specific section. Is I feel like there women are sexuality. No, no, that oh. too many women want the man to speak to them. I feel like there's not enough women taking the initiative to tell the guy that they're interested or that they like them. I personally like it when women are very forward. Mm-hmm. I always, always, always like if somebody was interested in me, I would love to just be like, hey, this is like, you know, right. and I mean, maybe if it's not reciprocated, I understand like the, that whole. That re- is really hard. I understand rejection because that's not fun, right? Nobody likes that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I do think because, because, okay, if the woman's not doing it, then the man's doing it, right? right? Somebody's going out on a limb. Right. But the expectation is that the man is supposed to just like go after the girl, but then the girl doesn't okay. want. Right. I, I agree with you. I think more women should just speak their mind mm-hmm. and be like, you know, hey, I like you. I think you're awesome. Like, I think we should like go out or what, or if you're already out with somebody, be like, I want to kiss you or whatever. You, you make the first move and don't right. be afraid to do that. Absolutely. Especially if you're like, you're feeling the vibe, like go out on a limb, girl, like go after him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, most of the time, like you said, he's going to be like really excited about him. To the contrary on that, you know, it's, there's a little part of it where I think, You know, there's women who have very strong personalities and um, there's a portion of us. I'm saying us because I'm putting myself into that because I have a very big personality. Yeah, yeah. And there's a portion of us who we kind of like the idea of taking a back seat and letting a man kind of take charge because we're women who lead the way in a lot of aspects of our lives. And so to be able to kind of go... Huh, okay, well, he's going to take the reins. Like, it's kind of nice a little bit to just let him be, like, kind of the, the not the aggressor, but the, um, the, the kind of the, I'm going to take you out. Right, right. I'm going to be, I'm going to show my interest in you. Yeah. And you don't, not necessarily work as hard, but, like, there's something nice about 
um, somebody who has a, a strong personality that kind of matches yours. Right. So you don't have to be like always in charge of everything in your life. And th- but there are some women who want to do that, and that's just how they want their lives to be. And I'm like, girl, you fucking do it. Well, I'm just. I mean, um, I'm saying. I'm like, again, it's one of those things where you can't like put a blanket statement. I'm absolutely. Not, I'm not speaking for every guy here. No. But I definitely know a lot of guys that would have always. They've, they've said on multiple occasions. They're like, it would have been great if like this girl had told me that she liked me or she had done this or done that. You know, it's because like they go, I never talked to her because I just thought like. I was it was out of my league or out of the you know or whatever it was and I've not I've known a lot of guys who were just like I never pursued it I probably should have you know but then they did never... you find out later on that she actually was really into you well you know I actually did I I did that uh like a party a million years ago mm-hmm. I was with some girls that I used to go to high school with right and I knew them and I was like you know just out of curiosity I was like if I had in high school if I had ever asked either one of you out would you have gone out with me and they were like yeah and I was like. Fuck. <laughs> like, you know, because I, I was like, not that I was like madly in love yeah. with any of those girls, no. but I was kind of like, you always but felt I had like you, no, didn't, you always felt like you didn't stand a chance. I had no idea. Right. And I was going like, I know I'm me and I'm pretty rad, but at the same time that you don't know, you, you don't understand how other people view you. Right. Right. And you don't know like what the opposite sex is like thinking of you. Are right. you cute? Are you obnoxious? Are you extremely sexy right. like where 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 do you stand you know are right. you funny are you lame are you what you know what the fuck you know like there's yeah, a million different things yeah. and you're kind of going you kind of exist in your space you are you you're being you right um but you really don't have any understanding of how the other side is looking at you until they give you like that information they right? tell you they're like oh you know uh in high school i thought you were really awesome and i had a huge crush on you and you're like i had no idea yeah, and like thanks for telling me 14 years later right where it doesn't exactly matter you know exactly because then no because then it is comfortable and it, because it doesn't matter that's where they feel like it's okay to to say something you know because there's nothing to lose or to gain by telling you like oh i had a huge crush on you in high school you know yeah and and i guess it's safer right right because there's always that fear of i i I think the fear might be bigger from girls Mm -hmm. of this idea of like rejection unless you're like a super hot girl and then you're just like guys are falling all over you then it's kind of like whatever but like you know for your everyday young lady like myself it's like that idea of like rejection is 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 hard i have heard that really quote unquote beautiful women have a very hard time finding genuine relationships right very easy for them to find a guy that will fall all over them but finding a guy that actually likes them besides thinking that they're hot want having want to have sex with them right th- it's mostly like i mean boohoo you're beautiful and it sucks you know what i mean <laughs> yes but but that is but that's true because there's a lot of people who don't value them because they're so beautiful sure. they're like they're like Whatever, your arm candy, your eye candy, like right. who cares about your personality and your likes and dislikes, you know? So there's a little bit of that, which is really sad for, for young ladies like that. And I and I feel for them in that regard, you know? It's like I have a lot of friends who, you know, are single and they're beautiful young women and they're badass and they're amazing at what they do in their jobs and their fields and everything else. But they're single because they can't find men who are like really genuine and of good quality that don't just want to fuck them and leave them, right. you know. Yeah. And and I and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks, you know. And I I I feel for that, you right. know. And it's 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 a bummer. When we were having this conversation. The I think it was like God, it was like a couple weeks ago or whatever, like a week week or two or whatever. I don't. But anyways, we were talking about how 
a lot of women say like how hard it is to like get laid sometimes. Like, you're, like oh, right. And I was like, no, it was like, hold on, we have to correct the situation. Almost, and I'm again, it's hard to make full blanket statements, mm-hmm. but it's 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 highly likely that almost any female could walk. I mean, not right now. Because <laughs> COVID. Because COVID. Cause Co- COVID is a cock blocker is what, <laughs> is what it is. COVID uh, is a cock blocker. It is. But here's the thing. In, in, in the normal world, almost any woman could walk into a bar and go, everybody shut the fuck up. And they look around. And she goes, I'm here to fuck. And she would be like. And, t- and chew bubble gum. No. A lot of bubble gum. <laughs> She's like, I'm here to fuck. Who wants to fuck? There is a hundred percent chance there will be a guy, at least one, to raise his hand and say, "I will fuck you." I'm down, and it's it's guaranteed to happen. Now, here's where this is the catch. This is the catch. Yeah, it's probably not the guy you want. Probably not. But he's probably some toothless <laughs> Tony sitting in the corner. <laughs> toothless Tony. Toothless Tony. <laughs> toothless Tony sitting in the corner. Dad, with is his, that you? With his whiskey water, just going. I'll take a crack at her. Yeah. You know, and you're like, ugh. I'll be your huckleberry. All right. Yeah. Mm. But here's you're the like, thing. Ugh. So I'm like, yes, I understand. It may not be the prize fighter that you're right. looking for, but at the same time, you can get laid. Now, if a man. But if you're just looking to get laid, then yeah, of but course. Switch, but if you're looking for a genuine relationship, who's good looking luck. for that, though? It, look at, like, and then look at, <laughs> switch switch the, the, the situation. Yeah. A man walks into a bar. He goes, everybody, shut the fuck up. I and everybody looks, and he goes, "I'm here to fuck. Who's one? Who wants to fuck?" And then the entire place. And then hear. there's at least one guy that raises his hand and goes, "I'll do yeah, it." Exactly. Some other <laughs> and guy would raise. T- and yeah. it's toothless, toothless Tony. Tony would be like, "I'll be your huckleberry." <laughs> be yeah. like, yeah. "I go." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be. It's not the one you want, you know. But it's like the, the likelihood of a woman raising her hand and being like, "I'll fuck you." Pretty low fucking chances. I don't know. Not I've to not, say that it won't happen, but the know. percentages are wildly different. Absolutely. I don't know, but I've known a few girls that have been like, I'm saying yeah. 100% chance that to- Toothless Tony will fuck you if, you, <laughs> if, if you're if you a woman. When you raise your, if you go into the same bar, as a man, you're like, you're getting 100% from Toothless, right? Yeah. You're getting 5%. <laughs> Five percent is a man. You're walking uh, in, you get a 5% chance. A woman's got a 100% chance. Of at least one person getting one hand. dude to fuck, guaranteed. I'm That's just saying. Fair. I'm That's just fair. Saying. No, yeah. absolutely. Because I mean, you you raise a good point. Because I thought about it, and I was like, "Is that really true?" And I was like, "No." That's totally right. It like, may not be what you like, want. It's like if you need to get fucked, like yeah. go get fucked. Go yeah. put some lipstick on. Go fucking feel good about yourself. Go into a bar. You will find some dude that will just give you what you need yeah if that's what you need yeah but if you're looking for something long term and genuine probably not the route you want to go look at but this when the lights are out all men look the same this is absolutely correct they may not feel the same but they all look the same and they do just make it they're really all, fucking they're all dark in the room dark and blobby so dark and blobby blobby it's just blobby <laughs> Oh, have you have you met my good friend Blobby? Or especially if I take my contacts out, then I really can't see anything. There you go. Uh, I'm just like I'm blind. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't Let's matter do as long as there's a dick. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it's the like, thing too is that like, women can you shower first. Women, are lucky you, because if you don't have to fuck the ugly guy, you could probably go fuck a decent looking chick. Yeah. 
Swing both ways. This is true. Women are clearly the more beautiful well, creatures very, on well, the planet. We, this is yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I've seen a lot of really pretty men, and it's really disconcerting. Sometimes. I have not seen. I'm pretty just like, men. wow, you are prettier than I am, and that makes me uncomfortable. Sometimes I think that there's certain guys that are kind of, um, I don't know, handsome. I guess I'm like, that guy's no, got, like, I've seen some very pretty men. But what that does that actually, mean? What is well, what is the, a pretty man? I feel like a pretty man is is someone who's got. Mm. Softer features, and uh, I don't know. There's just something. There's a quality where you're like, that's a pretty guy, right? Like, is there's something? There's a difference between like handsome and pretty. And a lot of my girlfriends will agree with me because they they kind of see the same thing and they understand what that means. So, like, any women that are listening to this podcast will be like, oh, I know what she's talking about. Like, you see a certain guy and you're like, that's a pretty guy. He's pretty. Uh, versus like that man is handsome. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like handsome really denotes like a very kind of classic like look almost like classic movie star is i guess if that's how you kind of want to like describe it pretty is just very like kind of softer features very gentile you know right. so so i am pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> so pretty i feel like you're pretty sometimes <laughs> there are moments when you're very pretty oh yeah because yeah. you can be pretty or you can be smart but you can't be both at the same time mm. what if mm. i was pretty smart no. No? No. <laughs> I've always wanted to be pretty smart. You're pretty and smart? <laughs> Some, That's what I, I was just saying. Pretty, I don't know. All right, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break because I need I a drink. I need a beverage. I need a, I need a refill. Because this so, podcast is about to go off the rails. So here, here we go. Woo-hoo. So through the magic of editing, we'll be back in like a three fucking seconds. But Not you know, even like a half a second. We're, we're like, gonna, and we're back. We never left. All right. But yeah, we're going to take a quick little break. All right. And back again. Um, with the, Welcome back with re, with refilled drinks. Yes, with refreshments. What did what did you? Um, I see you got a, a cool Beetlejuice cup, uh, stemless stemless cup here. It's a stemless wine glass, and it's uh, what's what, what's in it. Uh, so it is this really cool little glass I got from a Spirit Halloween store, and it's got a uh, Lydia Dietz on it. It says, "I myself am strange and unusual." One of my favorite lines from that movie. Um, but it is a <laughs> pre-mixed, ready-to-drink margarita with some rock salt and some ice. How, but the question is, is it any good? It's actually fairly tasty. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, it's not super sweet, which some of those kind of pre-mixed stuff can kind of be. Um, it's got a really nice like limey kind of character to it, which I appreciate because I like the citrusy. Yeah. My, my fear with any of those pre-mixed cocktails is that they're just way too sweet. Mm-hmm. This one actually isn't too bad. Good. I can't remember what the name of it is. I was going to say, you remember the name of the company? Yeah. Sure don't. <laughs> well, it's okay. Nope. You, don't, you don't have to plug them. They don't fucking <laughs> give us. They're not they're sponsoring. sponsoring us. Um, they could be. I've got a uh, a lovely koozie here. You with, do. With ghosts it's on so it. so cute. And it says boo. A little ghost. Because that's what ghosts say, is boo. They go boo. Boo. Um, but I'm drinking an American classic. Oh. That'd be the Pabst. That won Perhaps that won the blue, blue ribbon. ribbon. Yeah, that won the blue ribbon oh, that one time. That is a multi award winning beer. Actually, uh, it has won many awards. Yeah, for American light lager. Yeah, it's a it's a nice changeover from just drinking about a little uh, a, a double a uh, double bourbon drink there. It's a little. I, it's I a definitely little did. Break. A, I definitely did a big pour of the of the bourbon. It there. was delicious. 
It was very good. It was yeah. a really lovely drink. It did come out very nice. Thank uh, you very much for making that course, for us. Of course, of course, of uh, course. I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad that I didn't put too much pumpkin spice in there. No, it was beautiful. I was balanced. worried that it was going to be over mm-hmm. the top. But no, it was. It was perfect. It had the nice flavor. It felt very festive. Yeah, it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Little, little uh, jack o' lantern ice, ice. Yeah. that kind of was nice too. It's it was a cute cool. Little touch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, we we're still we're still, we're still talking about we're still sexy sex. we're, we're still, still sexy we're still very sexy um, so sexy so beyond beyond sexy costumes mm-hmm. the the ridiculous ridiculous sexy everything <laughs> um what else is go- what i mean what's like a what's what's like a is there something like what's sexy? You know what's and sexy? Fun? You know what's sexy about fall? What is that? You can have sex in your bedroom and not sweat your ass off. Here's some well, because it's not summer anymore. But well, it, well, unless you're in Southern California right now, where right. it's fucking ninety degrees. Well, we also used but, to, we also have what the what you used to call <clears throat> the Indian summer. Yes, and that was like where in the beginning of the month you really kind of have that like beautiful harvest mm-hmm. kind of weather where it's still warm, still really nice out. Starting to get a little crisp. It wasn't in the like a hundred. But it was like 75 yeah. and like a little breeze. Because it would be crisp in the mornings and a little dewy. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like nice trees. Uh-huh. And then like the nights would get a little cool. You could wear a sweater. But yeah, we don't get those anymore. You, know, you said something. Thank that, you, global warming. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but the earth is flat and that's not real. Right. Fuck global warming is a hoax. Fuck science. Um, don't say that too loud. The Illuminati will hear you. That's cool. I got my foil this hat on. It's going to be on the internet. I, I have my foil hat on. Oh, you're you're clearly very safe. Thank you. Can no longer read my mind. Um, what I was gonna say is, you said something that I'm gonna. You, you said something earlier today when we were kind of talking about what we were gonna talk about. Okay. And you were saying that you think, and you kind of just said it, but you think it's easier to. You think it's fall is a better season to meet people slash hook up. Oh, than summertime. 100%. You disagree? I disagree with you. Oh, and there's some I, reasons no. why. There's some very dis- distinguishing reasons as to why this is incorrect. Well, I get it. Like summertime, you wear less clothing. Mm. Things are more revealing. Well, not even that, though. But like the thing about growing when you're growing up, which like which is when you're younger, you're out and about. You're this is this is like the that season for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're out and about. You're it, like I grew up in a beach town. I grew up in a beach town. That's like summertime was like you don't have school. Right. Maybe you work a part time job. You know, you're kind of like sure you're just making a little extra money for the summertime so you can go fucking have a good time yeah. you know, wherever. And that was like everybody was going to parties and there was a lot of that like. Not like love in the air, but it was like this. It's carefree sense and it's of adventure, fun. Yeah. and it was exciting. I get that. Yeah, and I think that that kind of inspires people to meet, hook up, sure, do whatever. And I think sure. that yeah, I understand what you're going with, like on the weather side of things. But yeah. where I grew up, it never like we were 
we're I grew up in Santa Cruz. Very coastal. So it was like right there. Like right. it never really got to like over a hundred. Yeah. You know, unless it was like some weird hot day like totally. that was breaking records. But for the most part, it was never like that. So like going to the beach, having a bonfire, meeting girls, like the, the, the you know this was kind of like just like that was the most fun, entertaining, and everybody wanted kind of was in that same spirit. Mm-hmm. I felt I feel like when things start to wind down in the fall, that's when people start to want to like nuzzle up and get cozy and like that's when people are looking for boyfriends or girlfriends like when it comes to the colder months th- it's it's not that it's hard to hook up well they're looking for someone to bring to the uh company holiday party you want to come to, that you want to come to my thanksgiving dinner you know what i mean like get my turkey stuffed <laughs> whoa 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 geez that's not what i was saying but oh yeah i really miss you gotta that. base I'm the sorry. turkey first before you well you got to get it nice and moist first. <laughs> Jesus. What? Quasi pornographic. No. Uh, um, I'm talking about turkey. Come on. Me too. Right. Me too. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I think that the fall season is definitely more about. Um, being cozy, like cozy, and, and like getting and you're getting like the holidays sure. are revving up, and I, I don't know, I. I do not enjoy being hot and quasi sweaty 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, um, being able to like wear a cute jacket with some cute little like high heeled boots and like a nice little shirt and like actually wear some like makeup that isn't melting off of my face. Yeah. I feel cuter and sexier. So maybe it's just like for me personally, I think fall mm-hmm. and like cooler weather is like easier for me to like approach people. When I when it's like 90 degrees outside and I'm sweaty and sticky, I do not want to approach a guy and be like, "Hi, how are you?" Mm-hmm. Like, "What's your name?" Like, cuz I feel fucking gross <laughs> and I do not feel very sexy. Right. So, when it's cooler and I can have my cute outfit and like lipstick and the whole thing then I'm like What's up? Sure. How's it going? Sure. Like, it's totally different. You know, so for me, it's it, that's when I feel, yeah. like, sexy and alluring because I'm not dying of heat exhaustion. Right. I kind of so. would like to know on a, almost like in a, in a poll, you know, like, right? for the audience. Can we like, do a poll? <laughs> maybe if there's people, yeah, whoever's listening. Right. I mean, I think for those the, of you out there who are listening to this, <laughs> if there are any, I think that the, I think that what I mean, I would love to know like what the general consensus is. You know, it's like what's the best time to meet people and or hook up. Like, right. I think that also depends because I think that summertime is more about hooking up, having the summer, summer fling, fling. Mm-hmm. where where the fall or the winter is more about like finding that person that you're going to spend some time with. Right. So I feel right. like I feel like every season has like it's it's time except for spring. Fuck spring. It's the stupidest season of the entire year. Fucking asshole. Poor spring. Fuck spring and it's stupid, undecided ass. But it's so pretty in spring. The flowers start coming out and it's a little rainy, drizzly. It's like the opposite of fall. Fuck flowers. It becomes... Fuck you have, flowers. You have allergies, so that's I, why you say that. I, I didn't used to have allergies. I do now. You do now. I seem to have like permanent allergies You're now. You're an old man. So you get... So he, he, he got the allergies. Can't breathe out of my butt anymore. <laughs> You have to breathe out of your butt because you can't breathe out of your face. It's true. So that's where I do all my breathing now. Out of your butt. Out of my ass. That's the best. <laughs> that's so <laughs> fragrant. So isn't this isn't this sexy? Oh, this mm. is sexy uh, things. Right. Lucia I'm so says. glad this is the, 
the sexy this is the sexy part of the podcast where I breathe out of my ass. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> um yeah, no, I think that the, I, I think yeah, besides spring being the stupidest season of the year, um I think that there are those every season has kind of its like its moment, but I feel like hookup season, if you're just talking about hooking up, I feel like it's summertime. But that's a young person season. Summertime is for like you were saying you're out of school, you're going to parties, but, bonfires. That's for like kids. Right, but no, but you but and young adults, right, you know, but, like, but when you're a working adult, okay, a little but if different you're a, situation. If you're a 30 something and you are single. Are you calling me a 30 something? No, I'm just saying if you are a 30 something. Better not be. Well, I don't appreciate that. You don't want to talk about your age? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that that is a that is a bull face lie. Sir. I will um, come over there and uh, I will uh, I'm a little afraid. You better uh, be. Very um, aggressive. I know. That's why you gotta stop you gotta stop listening to the hardcore gangster rap. It's making you angry. But I can't help it. <laughs> um No, it I think the thing is that like if you're a thirty something and you're single the likelihood of you going out to hook up is probably lower than if you were going out to like find a, a, a maybe a husband or hopefully I can meet my new fiance. I'd really like to meet my next fiance. Next fiance. Yeah, because you've already tried once <laughs> and it failed. Because that's why you're you're single and thirty. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I take that personally. <laughs> that is shots fired, sir. I'm I do not kidding. appreciate. Sometimes you have to. Mm, you have to find just, the right. That just hits right, <laughs> right in the soft spot. In the soft spot on the top of my, my head. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. <sighs> no, but I'm just saying. Like, I think that I think if you are single and in your 30s, you are the likelihood of you just going out to hook up seems lower on the spectrum than you're trying to find. Like. A boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Oh, I know? also think it depends on what kind of individual you are. No, totally. Because there are some men and some women. If that you're, definitely if you're in your 30s and you're still having a fucking great time and you're just fucking hooking up with everybody you see. Absolutely. Toothless Pete or whatever the fuck his name was. Toothless Tony. Toothless Get it sorry. right. <laughs> I mean, if you're just looking for some Toothless Tony love, then, you know, there it is. But, uh, I mean, I think it's just, yeah, to each his own, right? Totally. But, I was saying like you're saying that's a young people thing of going out and do this. I'm no, like, no, 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 no. I think summertime flings. I feel like is a young person thing. So wait, you're saying that somebody in their 30s, single, can't have flings in the summertime? No, I'm not. I, is that what you're saying? No, not at all. It's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. Okay. I I I think that the, the penchant of or the um the kind of the uh, the story behind or the not the story but the like the kind of i guess the story the 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 narrative behind this idea of like summer love yeah. is or summer flings is really like geared towards younger individuals like high school right out of high school early college years early 20s cuz it's this idea of like again you're out of school there you're not working or you might have a very small part-time job and you're just free and wild at summertime yeah. and summer anything could happen during the summer mm-hmm. but then once you get back to fall it becomes more serious you're yeah. back in school you're back to your regular job you might be back at home whatever it happens to be but everyone goes on that road trip or they go on that adventure or they're spending every day down at the beach and i think that there's 
there's something to that that is definitely kind of of, of a more young heart kind of direction i got you you know and that's i think that's what i'm trying to say is honestly that it's like someone in their 30s can't do that absolutely you can do it in your fucking 50s who cares like do you you know but i think that this the idea behind summer love is very much like a young heart thing sure okay that's 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 what i was trying to get that's fair yeah because there's something to we just graduated let's go on a road trip Mm -hmm. and you go and you find yourself and you discover yourself as an adult and you meet somebody off in Saskatchewan, and what? you have a you have a rendezvous, and you, you you make it a thing, and you have memories forever. Got it. And that's I think that's where that comes from, yeah. really. But I mean, that's I don't maybe, maybe I'm showing my age. At Dicking point, down in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> it's the name of my new band, <laughs> Dicking Down in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I like it. Oh. All right. Well. Um, I think we should mosey out of this sexiest of sections. What? What season is your sexiest season? I think it used to be summer. You think so? I think now fall. Okay. Yeah. Because I'll I'll fuck a pumpkin right now. Like, if a pumpkin looks at me funny, I'll fuck it to death. There's a great... I don't even know how to respond to that. There's a great picture of a guy... Who I po- I post it every year, and he's carving a pumpkin, and it just carves the one hole in the pumpkin, <laughs> and it just that. says "done." <laughs> yes, yes, I, I have seen I that. Absolutely oh love it, and God. I feel like I have to repost that every single year because <laughs> it just because I see that picture of and your it, perversion. I, I see that picture, and it just I'm makes not me kink happy. shaming you, but that's a little perverted. Is it a little bit? All right, well, I mean, there's a come great. On. The, what did that pumpkin ever do to deserve that? The comedian David Tell told this amazing like it's a long joke but i'll only go to like a a little part of it okay but he's talking about how he how he wanted i I remember like he was saying like i was making commercials for jaeger or had like pitch ideas for jaeger and so he's like yeah it all comes back to jaeger he's like right he's coming back around he's like he's like jaeger he's like He's like doing these like commercial pitches and he's like <laughs> little girl sitting on a swing not swinging tear rolling down her face where's daddy Jaeger like oh, that no. and so he's like and then he's like a guy crawls out from the back of he's like an alley crawls out from behind a dumpster he's holding a high heel shoe he goes did i just eat this hooker <laughs> Jaeger, like you that. Eat yeah. the hooker? Yeah, exactly. What? And then there's like he goes, what "The hell kind of a night did you have? <laughs> You're eating hookers." Uh, I don't remember. There's a couple. There's a there's a few other parts of this, but he's like, "There's here's a guy. Uh, let's just call him me. He's fucking the left eye of a pumpkin." He <laughs> he's like, he goes, "If it didn't want it so bad, like why was it smiling at me?" Something like that. Oh, so, no. Um, it was just, there, there's something like, I, I don't remember the joke. It's been a long time since I've heard it, but it's pretty fucking funny. But uh, these Jaeger jokes from David Tell were classic. David Tell was pretty amazing. He he was funnier when he used to drink, but now he's all sober and shit. Well, drinking is always better. I do. So. You know what? Again, to each his own. To each his own. As we both take sips of our alcoholic beverage. I said you got to make your own <sighs> choices in the world. Anyways, um... Let's. How do we segue out of that? We're because we're go- we're gonna go play some video games now <laughs> that we now that we're after sex. Now that we have have, have blown our loads, <laughs> we've post coitus. Post coitus. Yeah, we have now. We have now. We are very. We've had word relaxed, intellectual coitus. Quasi sleepy. Not sleepy. I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's I not you a stereotype it's that not a, men get like tired afterwards. Like no, they're it's like, a, it's oh, a, I'm. It's a full blown energy drain. It's different for women. Women have like orgasms. They're like, I'm ready to punch the world in half. And then like, and men are like this. I could die right now. It'd be fine. You know, like it's <laughs> if so- I never wake up again, I'd be okay. Like, Just fucking kill me. It's cool. Yeah. No, it's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 women you get, get energized you get by orgasms. W- you get one yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. They're like, do we keep going? They're like, do I need four more of those? And guys yeah. are like, if I could get another one out, I might have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you take care of your woman first. Right. You give her four, Absolutely. five. If if she can get, not all women are multi-orgasmic. I'm sorry, you say four or five. <laughs> I did, yes. Okay. However, not all women are multi-orgasmic. Right. Or they don't know how to be. Mm-hmm. So you might need to help her figure okay. that out right. as long as you're patient just, with her. Guys, and you're just willing continually to... punch the clitoris until something happens. Please don't listen to him because that is not <laughs> how that works. No. Just punch no, it until no, no, she no, says no. ooh, ah, or ow. No. <laughs> This is how this is how you have assault charges pressed against you. At least they're not a pepper charges, and I can. <laughs> I make really good puns, such good <laughs> puns. Oh uh, shit! Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying no. You, I would you agree. Give her a, a couple at least, if if that's if she's capable of such things, mm-hmm. or at least until she feels happy, and then you can. I move forward. I will agree with you. Men always, always take care of the female first. Always take care of your lady because yeah. trust me, she will take care of you in return. You know what? It's just like when you open a door, ladies first. Always, always. Because I mean, honestly, think about it. Like you take care of your woman, she will more than likely, pretty much likely, take care. Be more than happy to take care of you. Yeah. If you don't take care of her, she's not gonna want to do. Any of those things that you've been wanting to do. Unless you're in a relationship with an extremely selfish lover. And there is that. Yeah. So, yes. But, I mean, she will be happy to be like, all right, cool. I have mine. I'm good. Let's take care of you. Right. And then she's going to be like, yeah, you want that thing and that thing and a finger there? Absolutely. Whoa, whoa. Where are you putting fingers? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, help me tie my shoelace. Just put your finger right Just there. Just hold, yeah. hold the bow while you... <laughs> Okay. Not. All right. All right. Now we're out of there. We're done now. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on. I feel like that was a good way to segue that out was into a great uh, segue yeah. into video games. So wow, let's, that was abrupt. It was. It is so abrupt. Maybe should I put a little like music interlude? Like just like Yeah. Do some little coin punches. You know, like for Mario. Am I old? You can't do that. You can't do that. Oh no! Copyright strike. Oh no! This may be the first and last episode. I just heard a knock on the door. I think it's Nintendo coming to fuck us. We're gonna. Oh no! This is maybe the first and last episode of Shigeru Miyamoto is here to have sex with me now. Oh no! Um, Can I watch? Jesus, this is getting wrong. It's getting real, real wrong. We are gonna get sued by Shigeru. This is what you get for making it a double. You're welcome. <laughs> and then drinks afterwards. Um, I still need to make it through the drinking game of the movie. Mm, <laughs> we do. <sighs> Good luck to me. Um, okay, so. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk about, about some, some video games. You know, not even just video games, but we're going to talk about scary video games yeah, because it is the scary. spookiest of seasons. So, Ryan. Lucia. What? Are you playing right now? Okay. <laughs> Shut I'm up. I'm so excited for you to talk about this, actually. This is actually... I, it's the stupidest. They're the stupidest games in the world. No, it's not stupid. It's cute. No, because they're. It's like they're kid games, right? They're like really not like 
I mean, they're not they're not like not adult focused. They're just meant for a younger audience. Totally, um, but that's okay. There's two games in the series. It's called Costume Quest. Okay, and it is like one of those rare games that's like strictly a base around Halloween. And I was so excited when they were coming out with like a Halloween game. Right. I don't remember the original release date, but it's got to been like six, seven years, ten years. It's been a long time since the original came out. Um, and I was just, it's like a turn-based RPG, but it's really, really simplistic. It is just like single button presses to do attacks. Mm-hmm. And then it's literally like, yeah, it's turn-based. You just back yeah. and forth. Uh-huh. And you just kind of like, you kind of strategize. You can add like battle cards to your characters to add, like give them a little extra power-ups and stuff like sure. that. But it's the most like basic of things with these kids. There's a brother and a sister. The one of the brothers or whoever you choose to be, you can pick the brother or the sister, whoever you choose to be. The other one gets kidnapped by these things called grubbins, which are like these goblin like characters that are on the hunt for candy. And their boss called Big Bones wants to eat candy. So they have big bones, big bones. Yeah. So they're taking as much candy as they can find from our world. This might have been actually a really good segue from our. Sex oh, section shit. for some big bones. Big bones. Um, big, big bone. Don't derail this. Thing? No, oh. no, no, no big boning here. This is for this is a this is a young people's game. Okay, God. Um, but anyways, they're they're on the hunt for candy. Your character that is with the brother or the sister, whoever mm-hmm. you don't choose, they're dressed up as candy corn. So the grub oh, kidnaps you because they I think love you're candy a, corn. They think you're you're the one of the only people that loves candy corn. I love that shit so you're, much. But oh my god. You, you look like a giant candy corn, so they think you're food and they take you. Okay. And then you go on the quest to rescue your brother and or sister. Okay. And then you meet somebody along the way who then joins your party uh-huh. that goes, I'm on the quest. I want to go on a quest. Very typical turn style. Total, but it's it's total game. fun. Like you, kids. You, you assemble your team as you go. But and- it's totally fun. Kids on an adventure together and they're they they all they meet somebody else on the way and then there's so there's three people in the party and you're on your way to rescue your brother or sister. And then it's just, you know, you go from place to place, you collect candy. Sure. You grab like you upgrade your satchel, which is and then the fun thing is that you go to different houses and or in the different areas you're in and you trick or treat. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do a lot of your battles is oh. one door you knock on it'll be a person and then they'll hand you candy so it's the trick or treat exactly so sometimes you get a treat where they get candy and you get upgrades right. and things like that and then other times it's treat and then it's so you get tricks can- you get and, candy, then you- and then if, sometimes you knock on a door the door opens up and it's one of the grubbins and they attack and then you go into a boss and then you go into a boss fight yeah. but it's, a, it's like a random battle yeah basically. you go into a random like random battle yeah. oh interesting and it's actually kind of cool. cute it's fun it's super it's it's simple but it also gets actually kind of challenging toward the end. Okay. The last couple bosses are actually kind of hard, mm-hmm. and you really have to pick the right power-ups to strategize. Sure. So there is an element of like actual hard gameplay. Sure. But for it the requires most, a little bit more thought and kind of strategizing. But and, for the most part, it's very cutesy. It's got a cute little yeah. art style, little like kind of bobblehead looking little uh-huh. characters. Um, it's very like Saturday afternoon cartoon style. Sure. And um, I just fell in love with it. I thought it was really great. It's developed by the studio called Double Fine, mm-hmm. which is used to be a very small like kind of indie studio. They were recently purchased by Microsoft, so they're oh. like no longer a small little indie dev place. Okay. But they spent like 20 plus years being this little... In- they're, they've made... the the, one of their big games that they made was Psychonauts. I don't know if you ever played it. I'm or not, not familiar but, with that. No, but that was like one of their big, huge okay. games. But that, like, they've made a lot of like adventure games in the past and stuff like that. But anyways, they used to make a lot of these little just indie dev kind of things, and they were a lot of fun. Um, but uh, 
yeah, they they made this game, and then a few years later, they ended up coming out with number two. Number two is the same concept. It's a little harder. Um, it takes place. There's time travel that's involved, and um, but it's the same general concept. The turn-based stuff becomes a little more involved because they tried to like kind of up the the difficulty a touch for sure. And then you can also in the second one possibly because maybe like their original audience is a little older, so yeah, they're like, well, let's makes, make it let's make it a little harder right. because these are young kids who grew up playing this game, and so like now we've got kids that are maybe like yeah. I th- I think four be- or five years older. I was going to say, I think like, between the two games, it was about three to five years. Yeah, so you've got that, yeah. kids that are a little bit more developmentally older, mm-hmm. a little more right. eye-hand coordination. Well, I mean, so. even as a game developer, though, right, you want to, like, kind of, you don't want to just repeat Absolutely. the exact same thing. Yeah, so you want to give new challenges to players who play the game before. I would say the only negative that I, I have for the second one that I really don't like is <clears throat> it's less Halloween-y. And mm. it's less, it's more about like this time travel adventure thing. Okay. And so it has less of a Halloween feel. Less of a festive mm-hmm. It's not, not as festive. Okay. Okay. And also, your characters now um, lose, like they retain their health level mm-hmm. after a battle. So like if you had low health by the time your battle ends, that you'll, they'll make this little like drain noise, like, like the sound of like you've drained, like your life is drained. And they go, Oh, we need to go to a water fountain. And then you have to find a water fountain around the level to refill your health. Oh, I and see. it seemed, and it, I, to me, it was like a weird design choice. It seemed kind of tedious and where you wouldn't get full health after, like a if battle. you went to a battle again before you went to the water fountain, you're low on health. Well, yeah. I feel like there's there's a level of, of difficulty to that because it's like you have to remember to refill your health sure. and like you have to kind of keep an eye on that and I think that's important because a lot of players are just like, oh, whatever and you're like, oh, I just screwed myself by not paying attention to what my health I level guess so. At. There's no like risk reward situation with that though. I like understand. if you lose a battle, it's not like, oh man, the sure, game's over. But it's right? also annoying because you're like, oh, yeah. I, I should have known better than going into this battle with that. You know? Yeah. No, either way, those are my like my two biggest takeaways from like the second one is the second one is actually a great game. It's a little more involved. There's a little more, um, there's a little, like, there's like more to do in the game. In the second one, I was like side quests and things okay. like that. There's more little secret areas and stuff like that, like th- things to find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just less Halloweeny, and it's more. It's a. It's a. The the adventure becomes a little bit bigger. Right. But regardless, it's still a great game. Both are really fun. If you love Halloween like I do, I think that these are fucking great games. Um, and you can get them off of like PlayStation, Steam Store, stuff like that. Sure. Although I think the original Costume Quest is no longer available on. You you have to buy it like on from the PS3 store. Not you can't get it on PS4. It never transferred over. Oh, I so see. your best way to play these games right now is to download them online, like off of Steam. I got you. So something like that. Yeah. But um, but anyways, uh, that those those are like my favorite my favorite games um to play like during the holidays. But I think there's a lot of other really great um. I don't know, just like horror games. There's a lot of like good spooky shit out there that mm-hmm. are like great. I mean, obviously like Resident Evil is a great series. Right. Um, oh, I, they're coming out with a new one. They are coming out. It's Resident Evil 8. Yes. The, it's I called can't The Village. They have made eight of those games. Like, you know they've made way more w- than that, but there's just like as proper sequels, there's more, only been eight games, right, but there's no, so many offshoot games. No, and, but it's yeah. just so crazy to me. Like this franchise has been running for so long and yeah it's just i don't know it's just resident evil one came out in 1998 was it 98 yeah 
Huh. I thought it was earlier than that. On the PlayStation. Uh, 1998. Oh, that's right. Yeah, PlayStation. So one of the I when I remember playing Resident Evil originally, because I never owned a PlayStation when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh I always had Nintendo consoles. Okay. And I remember Did you have Genesis or anything like that? No, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nintendo all the way until GameCube. I wanted that was the, my last Nintendo system. I wanted, uh, I wanted the Sega Genesis so bad growing up because I really wanted to play Sonic the Hedgehog. It looked cool. I still to this day love playing Sonic. Sorry, this is totally derailing. It's not a spooky game. No, but no, no. Loved playing Sonic, and I always wanted the Sega Genesis, but took a break in console gaming, you know, and so I missed out. Like I missed out on like the Sega sure. and the PlayStation generation. So I picked up with. PlayStation 2, okay. I, I got back into it and then had like an Xbox and a GameCube and right, all that good right, stuff. Right, right. But um, but I remember Sega just being like, oh, I want to play. Yeah. There was like, what was it? Like the Jurassic Park game I wanted to play. And then there was, you know, Sonic. And I was just like, oh, I want to play these. Yeah. But I remember seeing commercials for them and being like, yeah. I need that. I remember seeing all the colors on from Sonic. Like it, everything looks so bright and vibrant. And I was like, God, this like looks so much cooler than the Nintendo. You know, like it, like, right. it just looks so like awesome. And yeah, graphic, there was a different... And- there was a different feel to the games that were coming out on that console versus Nintendo. Well, not even stuff. that. The system was technically superior. It was absolutely, too. yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, going back to Resident Evil, right? That was like I remember playing it on the PlayStation. Uh, God, like I played it on my friend's PlayStation or something, and I was like, "This game is scary." Mm-hmm. Like I remember how scary it was, and then I played it years later, and I was like, "This is still creepy. It's hard to play. It's because you get these like." what they call like a tank control for the mm-hmm. character. Like they run like they're a fucking tank. Right. And it's like these fixed camera angles and stuff. But the game became, it was a little cheesier because the voice acting is terrible. But at the time that I played the game originally, the voice acting, like you didn't really hear games with voice acting. So it was like hearing a, this thing, like where people were talking. Right. You didn't really think of it as being bad. You thought of it as just being like, whoa, they're talking. Like, you well, know, yeah, because it was yeah. story development and story arc. And you're like, right. wait, there's actually story here? As, I mean, like a lot of the early games that were like very side scrolly and things like that, you're like, yeah, there's a story I here, mean, but you're not paying attention to it. There's straight up a, a FMV sequence in the very beginning yes. of, of live action actors crashing in a helicopter being chased by the zombie dogs and then running into the mansion right and then that's how the game like starts well that, that was like think like games like uh for example like why final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. was such a huge deal because you had things like those fmvs that were like a huge thing at the time where like no other game was doing that kind of thing like granted the actual in-game graphics were nowhere near where the fmvs were because mm-hmm. that was just wasn't the time frame but the idea that there was something so cinematic like that happening yeah people were losing their minds it was like the, it had never been seen before you know I think to me it was uh I, I remember the very first, I mean, kind of veering, again, veering away from like spooky shit, but like um, the very first game that blew my mind when it came to cinematic or just like movie like quality for a video game was Metal Gear Solid. That game completely yes. changed my mind about what video games were and could be. I'd never in my life seen anything like it. And I was playing it at my friend's house and I stayed up all night playing that game because i had just never experienced anything like it i was so blown away by metal gear solid and the story gets crazier and crazier as you play and i was like what is happening in this game and it just blew my mind i feel like metal gear is one of those series that never really loses momentum Mm -hmm. as it 
aged and as it got deeper into the story. Whereas like there's like some series where like you're like, oh, one and two were amazing. Three was was like garbage. Four and five, eh, but six was amazing. But like I feel like Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gears in general across the board, I feel like for the most part, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I personally feel like for most part. Every single game like stands on its own as this really amazing and like I feel like this whole like franchise of Metal Gear is just solid. I would agree with you except about number five. Five is a great game in the sense of great gameplay. They really built this amazing engine and they made this incredible like way to play the game. And it's actually this really like interesting control scheme and it's different than a lot of action like third person action games that you play and it's like really interesting to like stealthily try to sneak into these places but like there's no story like the story's terrible yeah and it's like this obviously there's a there's an issue at kojima like with the hideo kojima and like what was going on at konami and like there's a lot of stuff going on i feel like four was really like for the to me i feel like four should have been the end end. absolutely I agree. Like, and four was like the pinnacle for that. That game was just really just amazingly beautiful. Like the 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 videos, the FMVs, and the music, the voice acting, just everything about that game was just it just sucked you in, and you were just like lost into this world of like the story, and it's that, just like that game though may have the long one of the longest ending endings in any video oh, game. Oh, it ever. was so good though. But it, no, it just goes on. Oh, I and disagree. On and it was it, it was a long a long time like a long drawn out ending, but I feel like it was necessary because there was they were closing a lot of chapters. I don't know. In that, I feel like know? I feel like in the same vein as like uh, somebody like. Um, like Hideo Kojima, as as unique as he is mm-hmm. as a creator, mm-hmm. I feel like he kind of likes to hear himself talk a little bit. <laughs> he loves to write just like the yeah. biggest, longest monologue you could ever <laughs> sure. fucking think of. And it's almost the same as like somebody like Quentin Tarantino. Sure. Quentin Tarantino loves to hear himself talk. Right. So he'll just write the most ridiculous fucking speech and just goes monologues for fucking days. And you're like, there's no reason why this cutscene should take a half hour to watch. Right, you know understand. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I get it. It's a movie like element to the, the quality of it. But sure. I mean, the only actually funny enough, I just played I just like within the last six months, I played through Hideo Kojima's newest game, which was Death Stranding. And that I think the ending to that game might beat out Metal Gear Solid 4. As far as like as length long of how long of, it took. How long? I was like, how long well, they beat the horse? I was of, like, like, make this game stop, please. I was like, you're really? Like, okay, we're done. Time to end it. No, when I'm sitting there going, like, time for game to end now, I'm like, okay, I'm, you're starting to lose me. You know, I feel like there's a point of you, creativity you, you, and process yeah. and something that's like artistic and beautiful. And then there's a moment of where you like, you lose the excitement of yeah. like, I reached the end game. Right. And I'm seeing the end cutscene. And this is the end of this game you're right. like you're like i went through this journey with these characters and i found out all these things and like developed the story as i went and then you're like and it's not done yet yeah and it's oh and it's like oh but there's one more piece oh but there's one more piece there's one more piece i honestly i felt like that about um the uh <laughs> not a video game but a book i felt like that about return of the king from lord of the rings okay where i was like the story ended but then they're like 
oh, but now all these characters are going to go to like the Grey Haven and like the go Return off of the to the King shores. Ending of the movie, at and least? you're like, uh, and it's the- so, like the to so the end of the book, there was like three chapters that didn't really need to be there because it was like talking about the end of the story for all these individual characters instead of just being like. We did the thing, it finished, and like there's now a king in Gondor, and yeah. we beat the the bad guy, and you're like, okay, cool. But then it's like, oh, but then Frodo goes off into into the mist, and and, and, and you're like, in the Shire, exactly. And you're, like, and you're nobody and wants I, to know and that. I remember, shit. like, yeah. I remember reading that book and being like, I could have done without this information. Like, I could have just been like, okay, everything's done, and like maybe there's like a quick little wrap up, and you're like. Beautiful, done. Yeah. You know, but uh, no. That I think that I mean, I think that the movie in uh, showed you that too. Like when you watch Return of the King, yeah, you're like, uh, cool. This movie's ending, right? And you're like, oh no, it's got another. Hour. And that's exactly. And no, and that's exactly what happened in the <laughs> book too. So yeah. you're just kind of like, okay. I mean, I guess props to Peter Jackson for trying to like really kind of. Yeah, I mean, nail those, bo- that. those books are very incredibly yeah. involved, and but yeah. yeah. Anyway, either way, we got kind of off the yeah, rails. Yeah, sorry but, about that. Uh, but there any- are ghosts in that that book too, though. There sure are. That, <laughs> that ghost they, that ghost battle was so cool. They hmm. they go and they pull the kings of old and the soldiers, and yeah. they come in and not be my, all ghosty and like not take my out the part. army. Yeah, dude, not my favorite ghosty part. shit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But uh, as it goes for like something like yeah, Metal Gear Solid or whatever, sure. a, it's a great series. I think that five is, I don't know why it exists, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I mean, I love I love the series. Uh, one, two, three, and four are all fantastic, amazing. Um, but that's the thing. Like switching back, going back to Resident Evil, you can definitely not say that about Resident Evil. That's that's what I was saying. Is like Resident <clears throat> Evil definitely has its highs and its lows, and like what yeah. games are good. One and two are, are like, fucking great. Absolutely. Three is four was. I feel like four brought Resident Evil back into like the modern day and like back on the map. And people like, I feel like some people had kind of forgotten about Resident Evil. And then four came out and they were like, Resident Evil four was truly like a relaunch of like re, it was like, you're reintroducing this series and this, this franchise to the people. And everyone was like, Oh shit. But changing the way it looked and changing the way it played. And the way the mechanics worked. Uh Absolutely. And I think that it needed that. It needed to be a modernized, it needed an update. It needed like, fresh a fresh look to like bring it into the modern age and i think that they were really smart to do that and i think it worked really well for them i remember when i saw previews for that game and it was coming out for it actually came out uh on gamecube like it was like a gamecube exclusive game to start like it was that you and i was like i own a gamecube i'm getting this fucking game you're like and they were showing previews of him like running into this village and that dude chasing you with a chainsaw and i was like remember that oh this game looks intense yeah and i was like holy shit i was like how do you even get away yeah they were like you can put a ladder up on the like into the village like up to the yeah like the village or the the cottage or whatever interactive and then you could like climb up the ladder but then the villagers will climb after you and you can push the ladder over and you can like close lock the doors you had to do a lot of quick thinking yeah sort of situations and like be like what do i have of it and you're low on ammo and yeah you're like what tools do i have available to me that i can use like get out of the situation right and it tripped me out because i was going like holy shit Mm -hmm. like i was like this is way different than any resident evil game has ever been right and they really i mean that game really did kind of reinvigorated reinvigorated everyone's interest in that series yeah um and then i mean uh i played five five is eh. Mm mm-hmm 
Six I never played, but apparently it's terrible. And then they did a reboot again mm-hmm. where number seven actually changes the perspective and it was a you're now a first person perspective. Right. And you're like in this house and there's like this crazy family, like almost like Texas chainsaw massacre kind of shit. Esk, but yeah. they're like monsters, right? They like they transform into creatures and shit like that. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently it's really good. I've just not played it because I d- Something about changing Resident Evil to first person that didn't entice it didn't, me. It didn't appeal yeah. because Resident Evil's always kind of been like I'm over, so used over to the playing shoulder. it the other way. You yeah, know? like and almost I, like a third person, but over over the shoulder kind of um, view. Like, like ever since they did four, yeah, that yeah. was. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's something weird, and I, I don't know. Resident Evil kind of lost me. Like, there sounds like they're making great games again. It just. It just didn't like lock me in, yeah. but Resident Evil is, I mean, overall, is a very spooky series, very fun series. It deals like in horror, sci-fi, you know, all sorts of weird shit because right. it's like this evil corporation creating like bio weapons and Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah, um, but uh, I was like, what else is like? There's, there's so many. There's a lot of, there are a lot of horror like related video games, but what's like. What do you think is is there one that you used to play or is there something spooky that you used to you know that Well, I actually I had I had to look up the name of the game. That's what I was doing on my phone here. I know you were giving me some side eye about it. Um but there is a game that I actually like couldn't finish because it freaked me out so much. It's an old PlayStation 2 game. It's called Fatal Frame. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, I know. I know of the game I never played. Right. It. Yeah very scary because you have to take pictures of the ghosts. yes your only weapon moving through like this world and this mansion and everything else is a camera right and that's how you quote unquote defeat the ghosts. right you take photos of them yeah and not gonna lie really fucking scary (laughs) it really is And and they've done other games afterwards i've never played them i don't know if they hold the same mechanics or not yeah but the first one what i was just like oh I don't know if I can play this anymore. I got like maybe like halfway through the game and I was like, I, my nerves got to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oof, I can't, I don't know. And it's just like the minute it got dark or anything, I was like, nope, not playing this, going to something else, you know, got to go play some Final Fantasy or something right, or, right, right. or anything like that. I was just like, I can't play this. It's just too scary. You know, I just like, cause I get, I get very involved when I'm playing games. I get very like tunnel vision. I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in that world, whenever, yeah. whatever I'm playing. And so for something like that to like pull me in, I get very involved, get very involved. My, my nerves get to me. Sure. So, but also, um, Silent Hill, that was a game. Those games were very, I feel like those games, I don't know if they predate Resident Evil or not. I can't remember. The, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil and the original Silent Hill are like, knows, I mean, I'd have to look at the they're actual very, release. Date, very but close, they're, they're right? very, very close. But I yeah. feel like Silent Hill really kind of set a precedent for the genre of like horror whereas like resident evil is a very like zombie shooting the zombies killing zombies you know it's like it's a a zombie game where a silent hill is just is like horror monsters demons you know hell mouth kind of stuff you know and i feel like it set a precedent for horror genre at least both of those games did too I, I 100% agree with that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they really set the pace for it. But Silent Hill was a beautiful soundtrack and a beautiful game f- 
fucking terrifying. But it came out after Resident Evil. Did it? Yeah. Okay. But you know, it was probably in development right around the same time. Well, of course, but, I mean, yeah. you take the, you have to develop games for which, sure. Well, I mean, it takes longer now, and but also I mean, a very different yeah. style of game than Resident they're Evil. They're probably like developing you know, for a couple but, years. Yeah. Uh, I mean the the gameplay like format was similar like mm-hmm. in the tank control running the character running around the town and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I remember watching my friend play Silent Hill and I was like, oh, this is creepy. Like I remember it but being this, creepy. The storyline is very is very interesting because if you've ever really like delved into the story where it's like you know he a lot of the the sil- the time in Silent Hill is like basically like like kind of like fever dream or coma dream and like. There's a lot of metaphor in the game for things that the character was, like, going through Mm. in his life. So him or, you know, traveling through the Silent Hill is just, like, dealing with inner turmoil that was happening in his life. And now they're manifesting in, like, dark ways. And, like, he's having to defeat these, like, inner demons, essentially. Sure. And that's, like what kind of created this like world and yeah no, no, no. so i thought that was i personally thought that was very interesting yeah i never got into the series i almost felt like it's kind of in that way of going like oh if you play it's like oh i don't like the beatles because i like the rolling stones kind of thing <laughs> you know it's like some, no, some sure. people say shit like that people do but that for yeah. me it was like i play resident evil right why would i play silent hill right like, you know, but i feel like you should play both no i and i know? think in hindsight like thinking about it now i was like i don't know why i didn't play Res- or right. silent hill you know? i i will say this though silent hill made the better movie adaptation uh, than I mean, resident evil hands, did hands fucking down I'm that, not even agree i will say the silent hill film was is is probably still in my opinion i'm nobody other people may not agree with me in my opinion is the best video game to movie adaptation that has like been. I was gonna say like it's hard to. I think also about. haven't seen the new Sonic the Hedgehog, so I you, could be wrong. You also haven't watched Mortal Kombat or the original Mortal Kombat. In its <laughs> yes, entirety. I have. Not in its entirety. I've seen half. Come of Come on, let's. I mean, and that was enough. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I think that the original Mortal Kombat that film still, is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but so is Mortal Kombat. I mean, like if you think about for sure, but yeah. it's, but I mean they the movie was Goro rid- looked amazing. He, yes, yeah, he I, I agree. Amazing. But but as far and as and when Scorpion throws his little thing, he says, "Get over here," and that's yeah, all that matters. That's great. <laughs> but I will. But the movie, but the movie adapted the 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 heart and essence of the film really well. Sure, I feel like. like I said, not really playing the games, I didn't have a lot of perspective on what was what was good or bad sure. about it because I didn't know a lot about the game. Mm-hmm. Now, when I watched the Resident Evil movie, I was like, "What is this hot fucking trash?" Because it was. So far removed from the what the fucking games with were the, with the heart I, of the games. I was were like, why are you essence. even calling this Resident Evil? You could have called it Zombie Shoot Shoot Bang Bang, and it would have been more interesting because it wasn't based off of this property. And where you just go, like they're making Resident Evil shit now. Like they're doing, um, they're making a new but series. They use on- Raccoon City. <sighs> that makes it Resident Evil. No? I guess. Oh, like they're making a new Resident Evil series for netflix mm. and it's a cg based thing but they're using characters from okay. the games they're using scenarios from the games like mm-hmm. they're saying it's basically a continuation of the game mm-hmm. so they're actually staying true to what resident evil is mm-hmm. now who takes this adaptation and just goes fuck it let's throw everything out the window and throw one character in there that's maybe from the game kind of but not really and just start they made seven of these movies 
seven of them <sighs> and they're all I hot saw the first trash. one and the first one was okay all not I'll my favorite but and the second one had nemesis in it but he said his famous line like once and I waited the entire movie to hear him go stars mm-hmm. and he said it once and I was like I'm table flipping like this is some bullshit like that is what makes nemesis like fucking terrifying because he chases you through this whole fucking game yeah. and you can hear him and he says it and he, then he gets and it's like a whole and they just and like, remade they, it. they just remade Resident Evil 3 as a game the remake of Resident Evil 2 is fantastic right, right right Resident Evil 2 remake is you, so didn't you play that recently more than second, once the second yeah. one yeah okay oh, it is I thought great so. but I always loved Resident Evil 2 anyways I thought mm-hmm. it was the better game of the series Resident Evil 2 was my favorite. That I hear yeah. a lot of people say that. I've had a lot of a lot of my friends who are very big Resident Evil fans mm. say the second game is just the second is, game is, is their so favorite. Good. Like it's yeah. it, it, like it is like hands you know hands above like yeah. everything. And the else, remake was you know? great too. It's great in a different way because it is different than the original game. Right, but it's still good. Yeah, yeah. And the tyrant in the game is just fucking. He's mm. on your ass, and you're just like fuck. <laughs> you gotta get it. It's just so it's nerve wracking. Like the game actually makes you feel anxious i've actually while playing resident evil 2 remake i actually had to like would go into a safe room and hear the tyrant like wandering around Mm -hmm. and i was like i gotta i can't play right now like i was like i'm gonna save i need to like go away fucking break i need to take a break and that was like most time with games i don't really feel like that this made me feel actually anxious i'm like i don't want this guy to punch me in the face like you know so i want to get away and i want to find and most games don't invoke those kind of emotions you know yeah usually you're playing you're like having a good time or you're like you're action oriented or whatever but you don't really feel like the way that that was making but there's something to be said about games that that elicit that kind of response from you when mm. you're playing them like like my response of playing like fatal frame where i was like i or when i played pt right like that what was it the um what was that was like the demo for like silent hill or so what was like that, so or? hideo kojima yeah was gonna hook up with guillermo del toro yes and they were gonna make a silent hill game together but and I, it was called but, silent hills yeah but they re- they released this teaser that was called PT, which yeah. was playable teaser, and you you let me play that because yeah. you had it downloaded. I still have it on my and PS4. You were like, yeah. you need to play this, and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I played what five minutes of it, and I got so anxious, and I was like, I can't. Fucking, Game is I freaky can't. as shit. It is for being this it, little thing. Because well, the yeah. whole because because the reason why I think it freaks me out is because. I don't like the idea of something chasing me, mm-hmm. and that really bothers me. And to know that in this little like playable teaser, yeah. that something was chasing me that I couldn't turn around. I just had to keep moving through this like really confined space. Mm-hmm. There was like nowhere to go essentially. And then every time I rotated through it, it would might possibly change. It would like give me clues of how to get out. Mm-hmm. But like. But you couldn't stop. And like, totally. I, I like taking my time to like assess an area. Like, I walk into a room and I go, okay, I'm going to pan around. I'm going to look. I'm like, okay, there's a thing there and there's a thing there. And oh, okay, we're going to go over here and look at this thing. I like taking my time to figure out a puzzle because I like the puzzle. I like to be able to do that. But the stress of having something like on your ass, mm-hmm. like following you through a very confined space. Yeah. I was like, I can't. It's nerve wracking like, like, and claustrophobic. I, and, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I have to like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. This was fun, but I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pass up on this. So I love, uh, I love that games, games, I think in a way, like while a horror movie can be amazing, 
I love the horror. I love horror movies. But I think that there's something when you're playing a horror game, there's this immersive element 100%. that you're just like, it's you, you're yes. there, you're involved, right? With like, movies, yeah. you're, you're, you're watching somebody else go through it and you're kind of sitting there. You're, you're, you might be invested in the character, sure, but there's a, re- a removal from it. So you're, you're, you're like, you're like, whoo, glad I'm not there. I'm yeah. not that person. But when you're playing the game, you are totally that person. Because there's that situation you're controlling. There's a that whole character. thing where you sit there and you're watching a movie and you're like, don't go in the haunted yeah, basement. You're like, oh, the you basement idiot. is haunted. Don't go down there. Don't go and then you're playing you a game. Trapped. Then you're playing a game where they make you go in the haunted basement. And you're like, but you're like, I don't want to go. I'm just going to ha- stand up here and not. I'm, you're like, but I don't want to go in the I basement. Like, but just, the only other way you can advance the game is if you, you go in the haunted basement. You can't progress the story, right? I know. So, which is so funny because you're standing here like, in real life, I'd never go down here. You're like, you're like, I know fucking better than this. I would never fucking go down like, here. Oh, yeah. there's a weird noise over here. Oh, I'm not going to go over there. But you have to when it's a video game. Right. Because they want you to go investigate the noise. Absolutely. And in real life, I'd be like, nope. Nope, Close, locking my doors and closing my windows. If I and... was in a house that I thought was haunted, and then they were like, hey, there's noise down in the basement, I'd be like, cool, just keep on making that you're noise, like, boys. Yeah, yep. keep on like, knocking on doors and stuff. Like, I'm not going down there. You're like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm calling Father O'Malley Grab tomorrow a morning. flamethrower or something and go down there. You know? <laughs> calling the exorcist yeah, in the morning. Burning my house down and leaving town. Yeah, Because <laughs> that's how you solve problems. You just... If burn you it and okay, leave town, if right? you have a haunted house and you burn said haunted house, this house can it could be, be haunted. Can it be haunted still? If the house, the no ground, long- if the ground is like sure. desecrated, right? Yeah, if it's like the whole like Indian burial ground yeah. or the Native American mm-hmm. burial ground. Sorry, I was pulling from Indigenous People of America burial ground. I was pulling from Poltergeist, where right. they were like, "This has been on An Indian burial ground, Native American burial ground." fucking haunted. Actually, you know, it's so funny. A little bit of a sidebar. That's actually a really common thing here in Southern California because there are so many indigenous like right. um, peoples who live in the area that um, there are a lot of um, firms that are specifically called out to like big developmental sites to make sure that there aren't like indigenous. How like, many times has it happened? I'm a, a million. Quite a few yeah. actually. Yeah. No, I bet it's been way too yeah, many. And a lot of, a, I bet a bunch that was undocumented these, too. These well, yeah, because the minute they find any, like, I'm not even talking about, like, human remains. I'm talking about just artifacts. Yeah. Like, you have to stop what you're doing, call out the people. They got to, rem- they have to specific, like, special, do specialty stuff to remove the artifacts. If you find human remains, you're fucked. Like, the rest of the. Yeah. The, the situation is just done for the for the year basically because yeah. you have a lot of paperwork you have to file oh yeah but but yeah but uh that's a very common thing in southern yeah. southern California but um but, but uh but yeah no I feel like you, you know going kind of going back is like video games it's like you are that person that's being chased and being followed and and it's and it's very stressful yeah I think that's a good thing I think it's nice that's like I think if you're doing your job right as a game developer the thing is that the weird thing about games is like where in a movie you can control the pace of the narrative and you control how things go. You can create tensions and you can create the way things are supposed to move because you are in control because it's a movie. Where the game, you could take your character and run in fucking circles for a half an hour if <laughs> yes. you want to and never progress a story and it can cont- completely take you out of it. But if a game does a good enough job, then it will like push you forward in the right way and create a creepy narrative where you want to continue to move. Right. And 
there's you don't want to, but, but you feel compelled to. Right, right, you're like, right. you're like if I like, don't go open this door. I feel like door. if the developers have done a good enough job, yes. then they've done that. But I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Well, that was like um, what you had me play that indie game called, what, Inside? Right? Inside, which is so good. Ooh, so, so good. I, again, one of those things I do not enjoy being chased mm-hmm. in real life yeah. or in a video game. And there's things on your ass the whole game. I, yeah. And I just, oh, it's a short it's game, but it's, it's so inducing. good. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I, it's just like, ugh. The thing is, there's a there's a point where, because um, it's all about like solving the puzzle, too. Right. And there's that and I like section that, where you get the, into the water, and there's that creature in the water. And I'm like. That's the thing. It's like, because yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing, it's like, I don't mind the puzzle. I like the puzzle. But the stress of knowing there's something on my ass that's going to kill me if I don't do it fast enough. Yeah. Like, there's another I, great game. Very that, stressful. There's another great game that actually been, I, you just reminded me. I need Very to sweaty palms. <laughs> There's another game you just reminded me that I need to download and show it to you, but it's called Little Nightmares. The sequel. You have mentioned that so many I know, times, but and I, I haven't played it yet. I know you got to see. Well, I don't think I you'll like it because there's monsters on your ass. Ugh. But you're this little character, this little little thing in like a, a yellow, yeah, tr- like raincoat, yeah. And there's these creatures that are trying to eat you, and oh, like as no. you're going through these different sections, <laughs> but it looks like a. Like a claymation Tim Burton thing, like right. it's like, like a art, Coraline. The art is amazing, and it's so good. They actually have a sequel, I think, coming out next year. Oh, okay. But it looks. I'll have to give it a so try. so good. So at least I can say that I've it is, played it and experienced but it. But it is creepy as shit. We may yeah. have to. I may have to play it during the daytime. Okay. Just so you know, it's it not, might have to be like one o'clock in the afternoon and be like, so right. let's well, play the game when the sun's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you should see. Even if you don't end up playing through the whole game, you should check it out just for its amazing art. It's so, so good. For sure. Yeah. There's been a few indie games that you've introduced me to that have had really beautiful artwork, and uh, I would be very interested to see what that one looks like. I think a lot of the time for indie games, for me specifically, I get drawn to art styles initially, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, how does the game play? Right. What is the thing? So I think with Cause indie... Because like, the game can be beautiful, but also be kind of garbage right well it's not like it's not like a what like a big triple a game like something like god of war where i'm looking at god of war i'm going like man this looks fucking good and it's a third person action game and i'm just gonna i know i'm gonna like this i know i'm gonna play through i know i'm gonna have a good time where with indie games you're kind of like well art looks amazing but how does it play like what is this you know because you don't really know what you're getting into you're like you're like it looks cool and it looks interesting or it seems interesting but you might get into it and be like but i'm always really frustrating i'm always up for a good little like quirky little story or something short like a short-lived thing sure i'm totally down to throw some money on the ground to like say like hey here take my 20 Uh 30 bucks yeah and let me have a fun experience that lasts three hours right you know i'm okay with that as long as the experience is is good you know it's like it has to be something that's entertaining it can't just look good right like i played this game uh, i'm trying to remember the name of it now i loved the art style didn't like the game mm-hmm. and i was like oh the, the game is beautiful right i really don't like playing the game though and i can't remember it i'll have to, I'll have to get back I, to it. there was a uh you know an mmo rpg that i played that was that was kind of like that mm-hmm. where uh oh god i'm blanking on the name right now there's there's actually there's two that i'm thinking of that um were like that where they were beautiful games beautiful character design beautiful landscaping but the games themselves were Either you got to a certain point and it was so difficult to advance forward in the game or um, the story of the game itself just wasn't compelling enough to like continue to play. Sure. So like the the quests weren't interesting or the quests were very mundane or just so difficult. That you're like, I 
I I like I'm a weird I know MMORPG is this whole idea of like oh it's multi multi mass online blah 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 so you're supposed to play with other people but a lot of times I like to be able to go through games like that like by myself up mm-hmm. to a certain point and then I'm like oh, okay cool I'll find a group and we'll go do a thing yeah, yeah no big deal but I like to do a lot of adventuring on my own and some of the some of those games just got to a point where they were too difficult to play alone and I was like I don't want to have to have someone with me every time I want to play the game, yeah, you know? I so that. I want to be able to play alone and then add, add an additional adventure when I'm ready for them, sure. you know? So, but I, there was something really beautiful about the games and they were really pretty to look at, Yeah, but playing was not as fun. No, I get that. So. I'm not a big online game player. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I just never have been. I, yeah. I like playing solo games and I like solo experiences. I've played some games online here and there, mm-hmm. but I've never been a big multiplayer guy. Yeah, I, I, I got into m- online gaming when uh, when Halo 2 was a thing. Okay. Halo yeah. 2 and like Battlefront and you know, all that and like uh, you know, Star Wars Battlefront was what I was what I played and like Halo 2 was all like the online rage at the time. Mm-hmm. And got an Xbox just so I could play online with friends and things like that. And uh, then progressed onward from there. But uh, online gaming can be really fun. But if you're someone like myself who enjoys doing things kind of alone sometimes, it can be difficult. Sure. Because you need to involve other people. And you're like, but I don't want to. I want to do this thing alone. Right. I'm 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 definitely a solo adventurer. Although... We did I when Halo 2 came out my friends and I used to play Halo 2 a lot but we would play like the LAN version of Halo 2 where we would take multiple Xboxes connect them via oh, ethernet cable and then we'd play in different rooms like the so guys every, would be in the so other everyone room. would come over to your house and play in different rooms or we play spaces. at my buddy's house right. and then we'd all be like drinking but mm-hmm. we'd be like yelling at each other from the room so there'd be four guys on one Xbox and four guys on another and we'd just be playing on like funky little TVs and shit sure. and that was actually fun because we're all in the same room together just going berserk and it's super you know, fun yeah and getting drunk and whatever yeah. but I would just get like people that I like my best friend and her husband would play with me and then we would like as a three of us we'd all go into like like battles together. Right. So I had f- people that I knew in real life playing with me and we'd go play with people from online. And then like you end up seeing like you'd play multiple matches in a night and you start seeing the same names. And then you like start messaging each other and be like, Hey, are you like in the same time zone? You are cool. Like we play from this time to this time and they would start jumping on with you and you start cur- almost building like a team essentially. And then like move forward and, and play. And it was mm. always super fun. So well, that's awesome. And you um, get like mics and shit and talk shit to each other. Right, right, right. Yeah, like I said, there, yeah, there's an element of that. I think that's that seems really cool. It's just I've never, just never like got too involved with it. Yeah, you know. I mean, but like at the same time, I think sometimes online gaming sounds intriguing, but at the same time, I don't want to play with some twelve year old kid that's calling me like you know names that, and shit like that. Too. That a lot of that stuff really became um, <clears throat> more prevalent when Call of Duty became sure. an online game because in Halo you got a little bit. It wasn't really that bad. I don't ever remember it being like people being really directly angry at each other and like calling each other names and doing that. Call of Duty really I think a, the last put a, put a bad taste in people's mouths about that. Right. Kind I of think stuff. the last time I played an online game consistently for a while 
was Battlefield 1943, oh, which yeah. is mentally is just a, that game. It's just an online experience, but it's fun because it's like world. It's World War Two, right? And you right. like can fly planes. It's and very you, period. And it's like capture and, the flag mm-hmm, and shit like that, yeah. and or capture like areas, and you're like kind of like this little war battle thing. And it was fun because I didn't really have to team up with anybody. I just had to kill guys on the other side to 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 do better for my team, right? And I thought that so was as long as you're fun. doing your job, no one's yelling at you. Exactly, and I mean there wasn't like a team squad thing going on it mm-hmm. was literally you get dropped into the battlefield and you're just fighting the americans or the nazis or the right. italians or whoever the fuck you're fighting right but like you're as you're going through you you just are just kill the other team like there's no yeah. like go do this 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 and this and this and this and we have to complete this as a squad we are literally just shooting each other until right. you one side wins you so know? you're you're um, the your other your team members coming after you aggressively verbally was far less likely it was than just like if not, you're supposed to be doing it as a, as it, a squadron it just like wasn't said. that common like you right. really didn't hear a lot of people going like come on guys let's go yeah. do that. you know you didn't hear that yeah. shit yeah no i understand yeah, yeah. but uh, um but a little bit of a of a segue back into spooky stuff and talking about like uh like online games so shocker for the audience not so much for you but i was a big fan of world of warcraft i played for years and years and years and years they used to do this really cool Halloween in-game event where they basically brought in the lore of the Headless Horseman. Okay. And he would come in and he would, like, terrorize certain parts of, like, the world and bigger cities and, like, um, like hubs for, like, trading or traveling to other areas would be decorated for Halloween. Oh, cool. So you'd see, like lights like like candles and pumpkins and like you see ghosts and like there would be like werewolves and all kinds of cool stuff like ever, like in these like city hubs mm-hmm. it was always such a really cool part of the year and i always got really excited about it and there'd be like special in-game items you could get and like depending on like how often you logged in and did certain things you could acquire in certain in-game items that you could only get like mm-hmm. if you did certain things and the the headless horseman would come in at certain times of the day and like do a thing and you had to go like fight him and then like he would drop items and stuff and it was really 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 cool. That's and cool. I, I like loved that and it was so neat and like, yeah. Um, a lot of other games I was playing like would do like holiday esque like in game yeah. like events, I've- but like nothing like that. And I always thought that was so neat and I love that they didn't just do Halloween, but they like, they also did like, you could go trick or treat throughout the world too. That's cool. But I love that they brought in the lore of the headless horseman. Right. Cause that's such a cool, uh, it's just a cool myth and a cool legend. Right. And that I always really thought was so interesting. So yeah, it's kind of fun. There's, you know, a lot of mobile games now of, I mean, world of Warcraft was not a mobile Mm. game, but like a lot of mobile games these days are all like, if you play them consistently, they do holiday events. And like, of course, right now, a lot of mobile games are doing like their Halloween things. Um, Animal Crossing is obviously a good game, but (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't play Animal Crossing. I don't either, uh, but I, but I've seen people talk about it and everyone's so excited. So excited because there's fall and Halloween. And that's the thing is that I think that we're kind of, as we kind of, kind of closes down but it's like i think one of the things that's great about halloween which we kind of talked about in you know together where we halloween is one of those rare like it's always weird to me when somebody says they don't like halloween because halloween is one of those rare holidays where there is no 
part of you that's supposed to be stressed out or worried about like family events and things like that. It is literally there for you to have a good time. And it's there for people of all ages. Right. When you're young, you're trick or treating, you're dressing up, you're having fun. When you get a little bit older, you're like maybe going to some parties, you're doing this, you know, you're kind of going back and forth you, between hanging out with your friends, maybe having like video movie movie nights video game nights whatever the thing where you're all kind of hanging out having a good time as you grow mm -hmm. and then as you become more of an adult you're either throwing parties for your you know right. or going to fun yeah. costume parties or, or maybe you're taking or... your your own children sure. to go trick-or-treating there's this element of fun and excitement and enjoyment that almost no other holiday right. has because everything, like you said, everything else has some sort of a family or friends obligation to it. Or like, like what presents did you get me? Or what did yeah. you do? Like, what's this? Like, and what's this? You know, like, you know, Valentine's Day has the pressure of, are you single or are you in a relationship? If you're in a relationship, you have to do something big and grand for your significant other or whatever it is. And then you have Easter where you have to spend with your family. And then the Mother's Day and Father's Day and Fourth of July is, is a fun holiday too. But... It doesn't have the same vibe to it that like Halloween does. Sure, I was gonna say the only other one that seems like I would say like you know Thanksgiving is pretty laid back too, but that's mostly family oriented. It's very too. family oriented. I mean, and Christmas is huge, huge family thing. Yeah, but like you, you know, you Halloween really is a we are having fun. We are doing something that's like quasi. You don't always have to do something scary, but like sometimes a little bit of scare is fun. Like sure. you're like you're like ooh, it's spooky, mm -hmm, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and it's it's exciting and it's cool and it's like the change of like the season. And you're really Halloween is like or October is a is a kickoff to like the holiday season, quote right. unquote. You know, and because you have Halloween and then you have Thanksgiving and then you have Christmas and New Year's and like it really kicks off that end of the year. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you're moving into like okay, we're moving into the end of the year and then it's going to be a whole brand new year again sure. you know um yeah so anyways ha uh halloween's amazing halloween is amazing yeah i agree i i would concur with that halloween is probably the best holiday i feel like it is yeah it is definitely All right. well do you have any other uh closing comments um i think that uh if our audience is cares about our recommendations, I think uh, seek out some cool uh, holiday festive beverages and maybe some cool pumpkin beers. Expand your a little bit of your alcohol knowledge and maybe check out some cool like festive video games and some be adventurous. Yeah, watch horror movies. Watch horror movies. You know, maybe you're a little bit scared, but watch them during the daytime. No one's gonna judge you because I've definitely done that where there's been some scary stuff and I'm like. Nope, watching this with the lights on. Well, yeah. No one's there to judge you. Watch it in the dark. Don't no, be a pansy. Watch it in the daytime. Don't be a pansy. No, do what makes you feel comfortable. Oh Don't listen God. to him. He doesn't know. I know everything. No. That's why I'm here. <laughs> no. That's why you're listening to this because you no. need my knowledge. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Do you have any recommendations really quick? Mm, besides, yeah, play Costume Quest. Watch the movie Trick or Treat. It's the best fucking holiday or oh. it's the best Halloween movie of all time. We didn't even get to um, talk about that's it. That's okay. It's okay. We don't need to. It's just watch it because it's to. fucking great. But uh, no, my those majority. are... I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, do spooky shit. Summon demons. Kill your neighbors. What? In that order. What? Oh, okay. no. <laughs> Awesome. Feed well, your neighbors to the demon. That's or it. that yeah, too. There you go. Well, this Anyways, has uh, this has been a podcast. This is this is the podcast. Sex, drinks, 
in video games episode number one you can catch it on rclvoice.com and other podcast services around the world and uh we will catch you on the next episode next month we'll probably talk about some thanksgiving some some thanksgiving bullshit thanks Thank, thanks for giving. Thanksgiving. I love bourbon. Bur- um, <laughs> Givings of thanks. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at rclboys.com. And yeah, catch you next month. And we'll see you then. All right. Goodbye. Bye.